welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode number 80. It is April 8th. <laughs> I think we're all really tired, so I want to thank everybody for showing up. I know we're all half dead, but we're here. <laughs> we, we got a lot, uh, just a, a ton to cover. But real quick, before we get into all that, quick plugs. Podcasts can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe. Um, questions can be emailed to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com, and you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, just type in Dojo Talk Podcast in your search bar, and you can find us there as well. And with that out the way, I'm joined by my co-hosts and returning guests slash friends slash roommates of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we got... Anti-cool. Happy Joey from WrestleMania the Day. There we go. I'm actually going to watch that later. And I have not watched wrestling in a very long time. But uh, <laughs> got the anti-cool. Joey from the Sports Sound off. Stokes. Poor Stokes who had to wake up at like 3 a.m. because he's in California. Uh, so Fuck I guess uh, I was going to ask how everybody's doing, but... <laughs> well... How how are we how are we all how are we all feeling this this early this early morning? Numb. Tired. Reconsidering life choices about what I follow as <laughs> This this isn't um, a sport. This is just it's yeah. a hard thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So um for the listeners, um saying a lot happened between now and the last time we recorded would be an understatement. Um, so we can't really spend a lot of time on fight news, so we're going to breeze through these really quick. Um, just quick fights and nuggets of things that happened that we will not elaborate on. <laughs> uh, upcoming good fights to look out for. Uh, Leon Edwards finally gets his, you know, guess kind of big fight he's been looking for. He'll be taking on Donald Cerrone. Um, the other cowboy, Cowboy Oliveira, uh, stepping in for Matt Brown. He will be fighting Carlos Condit. CM Punk makes his return, fighting Mike Jackson. Um, uh, Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw will be rematching at UFC 227. Uh, Gokan Saki coming back at UFC 226, opponent yet to be named. And poor Ben Rothwell, uh, suspended from USADA, will not be returning until next year. Something like that? Uh, February 6, 2019. There we go. So, oh, that all happened. Well, just one last fight that I just saw. Uh, Elimelev Elima McFarlane versus Alejandro Lara, Bellator 201. There we go. And real quick, uh, because we probably won't get a chance to go into it in much detail, uh, Bellator, what event was this, 196? Yeah. Uh, went down this weekend. So I'll give some quick shout-outs. Um, I did watch, I pretty much watched all this card. Uh, main event, Bendo versus Roger Huerta. Oh, I, did did all of y'all catch this? I know me and Stokes watched. Uh, pretty sure. I fell asleep. 
<laughs> I saw the main event. That's about it. <laughs> I guess just quick notes. It was I'm well, for one. I'm happy Bendo got the win. His mm-hmm. his Bellator uh, run has been um, kind of hard to watch as of late, but uh, he got the win. More importantly, he got a finish. And you can say, albeit it was against Roger Huerta, but hey, man, a win is a win. Um, he actually looked aggressive, which I, we haven't seen from him in a while. Like he was pushing the pace of the fight rather than kind of just waiting for things to happen. Goes for the guillotine, gets the finish. So that was awesome to see. Um, Adam Borks uh, got a brilliant flying knee against Teodor Nikolov. Uh, Adam Borks was supposed to have fought James Gallagher. And no disrespect to James Gallagher, but you dodged a bullet, my friend. I think, <laughs> think Borks might have. <laughs> think you might have got you out of there, but you know, hopefully that fight will get rescheduled because I still do want to see it. But uh, Borks was awesome. Uh, Denise Kilholtz got a unanimous decision over Petra Kaskova. Uh, Brian Moore get wins via guillotine choke over Giorgio Belisante, and. Everybody's favorite Bellator prospect, Ed Ruth, uh, got a unanimous decision over Eon Pasco, uh, who looked like he separated Ed Ruth by three weight classes. But <laughs> <laughs> Ed Ruth got the W nonetheless. So, And were there, were there any boxing fights? Anything else I'm missing real quick? I mean, we had um, Jared Hurd takes a unanimous decision over uh, Arisana De Lara. Mm-hmm. Um, in the rematch, uh, got James DeGale. Was it? Yes. Uh, be Caleb Trow or True, Truex. Um, and then last week, I, I don't think we talked. About, we didn't record last week. So Anthony Joshua took a decision over uh, Joseph Parker. Quick thoughts. How did how did I feel about fight about that fight? If you watched it, that referee deserves to like never referee <laughs> another fight ever again. <laughs> he was so against the action. He's like, how dare, you, how dare you punch each other? <laughs> I actually like, like I thought Parker was doing pretty good in that fight. Like I, I, I think he could have, he could have stole that fight. Had a few rounds, I think, went his way. But had he been, had he been allowed to fight on the inside? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the referee had other plans and ideas. <laughs> Nothing like a pacifist referee for a heavyweight <laughs> right. title fight. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that happened. Uh, and real quick, uh, before we get into, I don't even know what to call this. Um, but <laughs> anybody, if you're listening to this podcast and you're anywhere near the Baltimore area, uh, April 14th at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, we will they will be having Shogun fights number. You know what? I can't. I don't know what this Roman numeral is. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Um, <laughs> well, well, who if uses those anyways? Yeah. This ain't the Super Bowl. But if you if you know anything about the Maryland MMA community, I'm pretty sure you know what Shogun Fights is. You should know. Um, they will be holding an event April 14th at the World Farms Arena. Um, I will be in attendance. This will be my first time getting to see an MMA fight in person. Um, my friend Scott Noble, who just fought at CFFC about two weeks ago, is having a real quick turnaround. Um, he will be fighting Matt. Lord, this last name's killing me. Matt Sim Simselberger. I'm probably butchering your name. Um, no disrespect, but uh, 
he will be fighting at that event, so I will definitely be down there to support. Uh, tickets can be, I believe, purchased online, um, but I got my tickets other places because I know people that know people. So <laughs> go me. <laughs> but if you guys want to go to that event, uh, just go to ShogunFights.com. Uh, you can just go to the event section, click on that, and you can purchase your tickets. And it should be a good time. And I think also that same night, the Baltimore Light, um, it's probably not called the Baltimore Light Festival. Whatever that little festival is downtown, where they light, they light off all the lights downtown and the whole city looks neon green, that'll be going down. So it'll be a good time. And I'll be there. So there's that. Now, um, where do we even... How, how do we how do we kick this off? What what do we even talk about? <laughs> Let's do we go talk about all the, the way fight? back to <laughs> April Fool's Day. And then oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to? I I thought I had a, a lead in, but uh, we can go with that. Because <laughs> oh. um, April Fool's Day lasted a whole week. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does feel that way now, doesn't it? April Fool's <laughs> Day, <laughs> week, month, year. Oh man. So, as you all know. Last night we were supposed to have, or this past Saturday we were supposed to have Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson. Um, but it, it turned out on Easter Sunday, April Fool's Day, April first, uh, the UFC dropped a bombshell that Tony Ferguson had gotten hurt, not doing any of the crazy shit he does in training. <laughs> <laughs> But tripping Not over kick. a wire in a studio while doing media. Aren't the grip guys supposed to keep control of the cords? Like I've I've been on a, a set before. Like Man. supposed to make sure none of those are sticking out, you know. This is trouble. MMA. He probably tripped over a cord that was firmly planted in the ground. Just somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take responsibility because the last thing I wrote before that fight broke was MMA gives us a lot of... We take a lot of shit from MMA. The least they can do is give us this fight. And then I want to say an hour later, it was like, well, it's canceled. So it's on me, guys. I apologize. So when it broke, did, did anybody believe it? Because I was in firm denial for a, for 24 hours. I believed it because it, you have to believe it with this sport. You have to, like, you know. I believed it because it's happened three times already. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> even if it didn't, even if these guys had never, like... It, it, of course it was going to fall apart. Of course it was going to fall apart. Like, right, right. are you kidding me? You um, can't have like, anything nice. It, it, like, I, I, I don't think Dana White would go and record a video being like, hey, uh, Tony Ferguson is not going to fight on our fight card next Saturday. Because I was, he's hurt. Because that, that's, just, that's just garbage marketing. I distrust Dana so much that I just I didn't <laughs> even believe a word because I like I don't believe Dana on any day of the year. You I want was... me to believe him on April Fool's? No, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> no. Exactly. I can totally get that, but it's like this is something that we all wanted, so of course we didn't. It's like Christmas. You wait all like it's literally like this sport is like waiting for Christmas, and then you open it up and it's like an IOU. <laughs> or like you open it up and they got you a puppy but they didn't put any holes so the dog's dead like this is the, this is the sport of extreme sadness oh. I, I just like to point out because we forgot to mention it but canelo and glovkin was, I was like I was, oh guy. man I'm literally gonna say that like in any tainted, other week, tainted tainted beef or whatever in any other week 
that wasn't even the story of the day because I think Brock coming back was broken the same day. So it didn't even oh, it wasn't even the story for six hours. Oh god. Jeez, but um okay, to replace Tony Ferguson against Khabib, um on six days notice, after only returning the training for for like two weeks after spraining his ankle back in January, February, uh we had UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway moving up to fight Khabib. Um so, but if you're hearing this, you know that didn't happen either. And even he wasn't the first choice. Uh, yeah. Um, they, they, they first wanted, I think, Eddie Alvarez? Yep. And I think Alvarez said no. Yep. Oh, Eddie, I'm disappointed. In I mean, can you really blame him? I think he partially said he couldn't make the weight, which is understandable, but obviously understandable now. I mean, uh, and if, then we're, it was, if that, we're being real... Everything that happened this week was Connor's fault. Very true. <laughs> Very true. We will get to Connor that. Connor laid down the cable. Connor laid down the that cable. That would actually... That. No, no, he <laughs> said, no, hold on. He sent Cathal Pendred with like a, uh, a pull-down hat. <laughs> There's some random guy on set with a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> Big shades. Uh, Cathal Bender's a nice guy, one of the nicer guys probably ever, so I don't want to uh, disparage that man's amazing name. He's but, um, yes, uh, Max Holloway. Um, so, I actually heard like conflicting reports about this. Um, a doctor told Max, uh, the New York State Athletic Commission told Max Holloway he was unfit to, um, to fight because he had cut so much weight this past week to make 155. But according to I can't remember who. It's a Hawaiian reporter, I think, right? Yeah. Um, nobody, no doctors from the, uh, the the State Athletic Commission actually saw Holloway. So, you know, this New York. Yeah, go ahead. And, and NYC going to NYC. But, I mean, you know what? That's good. Like, I'm, if he was really cut. First off, we need to, fighters need to. We obviously all prefer it. But if you're a fighter, keep your weight cut very quiet. Because if you, like, commissions are way more sensitive now to that. And if you're one of these guys who cuts 30, 40 pounds, you're going to probably wind up getting caught and taken off the card. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's a good thing. That is a positive thing. I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not against it. But, like, this wasn't, this was a story, like, before Max Holloway stepped on the plane to come to Brooklyn, his nutritionist was like, this is going to be the biggest weight cut I've ever dealt with. Right, which the UFC also probably should have known about, or should have made, made. I would have brought Ortega in. Like, I would have brought him in and just had him follow. You know, we'll pay you to cut weight. We'll get, we'll get back to that. Well, we can. We can at, the, yeah. at the end of this, because, yeah. A lot, lot more fall-throughs. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So last minute that doesn't end up happening. I think the I think the, that news breaks like Friday morning. Thursday well, night, yeah. Friday morning. Friday Friday morning. Although to your credit, <laughs> well or to your to your fuck you, you were very clear that there were still weigh ins to come. So to be prepared for trouble. <laughs> so you ruined I I ruined Khabib Tony. You ruined Khabib Max. So no, you, you see, you, you put the blame on me, but I'm I'm just in the ether of this, man. I know, I, I know what my sport's going to do to me, and I still accept it. 
because I am numb. I don't think I got any work done when I was at work while this happened because I just kept refreshing my Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, no, I was <laughs> exactly unproductive all week. I'm not going to lie. When, when, when uh, Holloway uh, being out of the fight broke, it started raining where I was, literally. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, God, what's, the, what's the even... Uh, so, last minute. Um... The UFC decides uh, to go to Anthony Pettis, former uh, lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis, to fill in for Max Holloway. He ends up coming in 0.2 pounds overweight for a championship fight. He was originally scheduled to fight Paul Felder on this card and would have been perfectly in line with like his weight, um, with the weight allowance had he you know, gone through with that fight. Pettis? Yes. He was like, Pettis Chies- Chiesa. Pettis Chiesa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, so that, that, that was like one fifty. he was 155.2. Mm-hmm. He had two hours to make weight. I'm not sure if their negotiations began before weigh-ins or after weigh-ins, but that fight ended up falling through because Pettis wanted money, uh, more money for a title fight, which, in all fairness to him, completely understandable. Right. And, and, and- he- for the record, Dana White did not seem mad at Anthony Pettis, so it doesn't seem like that was a beef issue. It seems like they just yeah, they know. just couldn't make it work out a deal. Yeah, because he's he's not a guy who hides when he's fucking pissed at somebody, and he was very complimentary towards Pettis. So right, right. Um, so that didn't end up happening. So what the UFC decided to do was they had a nut, um since Kiesa was off the card for um, reasons we'll get to. The UFC went to another, the other lightweight <laughs> fight on this card to try to get um, to try to get a contender for Khabib to fight, and their first choice was uh, Paul Felder. That didn't end up happening. Um, well, hold on. Can, can can we talk about or at least from what I heard? So they denied Paul Felder because we suddenly care about rankings now. <laughs> well, yes. well, and and well, I don't know if, if Anna Cole is going to get to it, so I'll I'll be quiet on that. But I believe that that's even that's in dispute. Yeah. I believe it. That's because I, it's NYC and they're terrible people. I believe it hundred percent. I'm not I'm not sure what the reasoning is behind it. Like I, I saw some people dispute that. Um, the, the head of the commission came out and said he was. In the, here's the key term officially proposed he was never officially proposed right 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 yeah so um but the the reason that mike rhodes and uh gave was that paul felder was not officially ranked right. mind you the new york state athletic commission i believe is the same commission that made danny garcia versus rod salka <laughs> In the same building. In the same <laughs> building. <laughs> so, Can't make this up. Who knows what's true or not. There's a lot of rogue agents, apparently, because we had a, a no doctor C. Max, but the commission canceled him, and apparently we had some rogue dude telling Felder he can't fight because he's not ranked. I, I think this is all, like, just Team Saralongo. Like they, they're just pulling, pulling the, the strings. strings. Just pulling the strings. <laughs> Look, if you're my friend and you pulling the strings gets me to fight Khabib, then I don't think we're gonna be friends. I'll, I'll be with, I'll be friends with the guy who throws the chairs. So, but but um, just to get to the end of this, so we finally have an opponent for Khabib. 
because they, they decided to go with Ally Aquinta. Um, just, just a little reference for what, uh, like just a little um perspective. Ally Aquinta was the only main card fighter who media day did not have a sign with his name on it. And <laughs> <laughs> he. <laughs> He had to draw his own sign. <laughs> they did that shot was, purpose, man. <laughs> yes, because one, uh, I, I Quinta is um, has been on bad terms with the UFC since uh, he was denied a bonus, and then proceeded to trash his hotel room. Hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he a part of like the Project Spearhead thing too? And, and now he's a part of Project Spearhead. Interim yeah. treasurer, I believe, is the term, the title he has. <laughs> I know, I know, he's a realtor and everything, but like, would you trust Ayala Quinto with your with, to be your treasurer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, well, there's a lot of things about this. Part. Like, they, the, you need some real labor sharks in here, not, not a uh, fighters. Yeah, I mean, no, you can have fighters involved in it. You need facial figure uh, figures that people can recognize, but. Get some labor guys in here who really know what they're doing. Yeah, like I, I don't, um, I don't know honestly much about Project Spearhead besides like it's Leslie Smith, uh, Cajun Johnson's part of it, um, and now I, I Quinta. But I mean, like, I'm sure they're in. I'm sure their hearts in the right place. Like yeah. I'm sure that, I, but I like you're you're dealing with these people like WME IMG. They do this for like a living. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not go into it without some serious uh, weight. Yeah. yeah, you know. But um, so the guy they probably least wanted to get the opportunity to win the lightweight championship ended up winning, uh, getting the opportunity to fight for the lightweight championship. But not without some controversy, though. As um, so Ayala Quinta came in on weight for his fight, which was originally scheduled to be Paul Felder. But I believe he was at, he was also at one one fifty five point two. Which is over the limit for a championship fight. So I, I don't think I ever like read up on whether it was clarified or not. I saw that. It's, I, I know Dana I said something if, like Dana said if Al won, they would consider him the lightweight champion. Yeah. So from what I read, the athletic commission said they wouldn't. I guess they wouldn't recognize Al as champ if he won. But like in the same breath, it's like we can't tell the UFC how like who's. The champ, I guess. Because the no. UFC title is not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this comes down to. The UFC like, is literally allowed to hand whoever they want the championship. So the New York State Flag Commission can't tell them what to do. Where's yeah, Jose this, Suleiman this... when you need him? <laughs> this, was, this... <laughs> this is such a... I felt like this one week just expose everything bad about like I don't uh, it feels like a punishment for like a past transgression and now, <laughs> and now like the MMA gods are you know this is the plague that they've unleashed I would agree but it's not just MMA because we had the biggest boxing fight of 2018 fucking canceled so there's like a combat sports uh titan yeah. out there just yeah, he's 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 wrecking shop. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> you know those fights where like you show people where like you, they, it shows off all the aspects of MMA like in like the best light possible, like the grappling, the uh, the wrestling, the uh, striking, everything like that. 
This is like that, but with all the issues that happen outside right. the cage in the ring. <laughs> this, like, this shows why rankings need to be taken seriously. This, this <laughs> shows why. Just this get shows, rid of them. Like yes, this this shows why bloggers shouldn't be allowed to rank professional fighters. I mean, you know, the key the key to the whole ranking system was that they didn't want it. Like the UFC was very honest when they instituted these rankings. Like this is Fox's idea. We didn't want this. Fox says that people. First off, Fox told them that fans recognize rankings as to represent who's the best or who's the worst. The rankings are subjective from the very beginning. Like, look at college football. They have rankings for, like, they have, like, the head coaches ranking. They have the, uh, they used to have the BCS rankings. I don't know if they still have them. But it's, like, rankings are so arbitrary that it's impossible to get a good ranking system. And there's, and this sport can't work with rankings. This sport has worked as, like, a, it's, like, a legitimate, it's, like, magnetic poetry. You just kind of throw things together and see what happens. Rankings kind of obfuscate that. So, at this point, right. And all they've done so far is uh, stall fights that we actually want to see. Yeah, because you have, you know, like, I've written about this for, like, forever now. Or at least I've tried to write about this forever now. It's like, you always hear, well, he's ranked 7th, so why would I fight him? Well, he's, like, like Zabit Magomedarapov, we're going to talk about later. Is he not a top 15 featherweight? Probably, but will he be ranked in the top 15? Probably not. And will anybody in the top 15 want to fight him because he's not like it just creates this weird dynamic that MMA can't it's not mature enough to handle. Exactly. And just back to Stokes, this is a real sport. (laughs) Can we just be honest about that? Like Brock Lesnar has a title fight when he comes back. (laughs) <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a, I don't how would I put this? It's a sport that's also like a clown car on fire. That's like, it's a very weird like combat sports in general have been very strange, but it's like MMA takes the strange and like makes it the key element. <clears throat> like, you know, combat sports has always had a very fringy sports tie, and MMA is just like, well, we can we can we can modify this a little bit. And, and, I mean, if you want to know what the public perception of MMA is, I mean, we'll get to it, but look at all the um, the fan reaction for I uh, mean, for Connor after when week. they did when they studied MMA or when they studied MMA fans, they watch very, very, very little sports. They watch very little live programming outside of MMA, like and pro wrestling. So it makes sense. I mean, yeah. MMA MMA fans is something yo there was some serious primordial ooze shit going on with this Connor fan base yeah I I guess we should uh, get to the Dolly incident Dolly gate (laughs) oh man I mean you're not wrong yeah you're not wrong but MMA fans are trash in general so it's not even just like they're trash it's like they're just like completely irrational like, we live in the era of cult of personalities, and Connor's one of them. <laughs> yeah. To any Connor fans, we're just gonna talk shit about Connor for the next three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna I'm I mean, gonna do he's... Stokes a favor. If you're one of those Connor fans who had a problem with the Diaz brothers fighting in the cage, like the the yeah. the, the strike force brawl, then there's something you need to be slapped. <laughs> so. so do do we need do we need to start with the uh, uh, Habib Punk and Lobo? Yes. Because it's hilarious. 
That was the sternest G check. And it was so calm. It was like when your mom catches you saying something you're not supposed to do. Right. Like, he palmed the back of his head like he was a five-year-old. And it's like, don't do that again. The best part right. like, people are like, Connor's defending Artem. Artem said he would slap Khabib if he saw him. And I think he's referred to him as a better. So Khabib confronts, like, are you surprised? Fuck. Yeah, and that, I saw people like, oh, well, Habib had 20 people. I, I don't think it would matter. Habib could have <laughs> ran up there by himself. I don't think Lobov wanted any yeah, of those. I, I don't think Habib is afraid of Lobov. <laughs> when another grown man grabs you and holds the back of your head like that, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, is, <laughs> he is not at all afraid of you. He will fight you and anybody who you're with. I think Alex Davis was on the bus, and he said Khabib wanted to get off the bus. Like, he wanted to get off the bus and he had to restrain him so I mean, I mean this is not a this is as he said this is just street fighting i have plenty street fighting so he he does not give a shit about anybody yeah how fast do you guys think artem called connor after that apparently 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> like and so let's, let's get into the incident i guess um so I don't know. I, I don't remember the specifics of it off the top of my head, but Connor gets into um, gets into the Barclays with the help of the Mac Life people. Apparently, oh. are, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, why are they credentialed? <laughs> they were. Go I believe the rumor was that they were going to announce Connor's return. Ah, so they were there for maybe that. I have no fucking idea. And I know that he was. They were like supposed to be like negotiating a new contract for him. But... Yeah. At the press conference last night, Daniel was like, "Oh, I didn't even know Connor was coming." So it's like that made me think, "Oh, was it really for a contract?" Then like, what I, is Daniel trying to say? Apparently, he wasn't gonna come. Well, according to I think Akimoto or Halani, he thought about coming and then backed off. At like the last minute when Ferguson fell out, and then when the Khabib accident happened, or the Khabib incident happened, he he made the decision to obviously show up. Okay, so um, Khabib uh, McGregor gets into the Barclays and, and um, proceeds to attack the bus for the fighters who had just done media day. Uh, the bus was supposed to take them back to their hotel. Um, he proceeds to bang on the driver's side of the bus. Uh, he picks up a hand dolly and uh, throws it through the back window. And and poor Michael Chiesa. Poor Ray Borg, whose career might actually be over. I just imagine, mm -hmm. like, Kim Borg were sitting in the seat with their headphones in, just probably, like, zoning out, and then you just look up <laughs> and, and glass. that coming my It's way? just... Right. <laughs> And it's like, you can't duck. You can't get out the way. Like, glass is just in your face. And then, uh, this, uh, God, the, the people, all right, for people who don't know, if you've never seen a picture of me, I, I wear glasses. I've worn glasses Oh, my glasses God, thank since, you. Please make this argument for me, please. Oh, my God. I've worn glasses since, we're, we're going to say, like, first grade, maybe. My eyes have been terrible for a very long time, moral of the story. But, <laughs> so... Um, poor Ray Borg, who, you know, caught some debris in his eye, obviously. If you sit by a broken window, that's probably going to happen. And people are like, oh, he doesn't, 
he doesn't look cut, you know, oh, how can it get into his eye? And, like, albeit, you know, Borg had the, like, the big wide-frame glasses. Um, but let me uh, inform you people who maybe if you don't wear glasses, you don't know the struggle. Um, <laughs> these are not, um, this isn't a mask. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not people. <laughs> yeah, this isn't, if something breaks, it's going to get in your eye. The glasses are not going to protect you. It, it might shield a little bit. But if a if you if your face is by a broken window, your eye is getting cut. This is there's no there's no way around it. I don't know, I I don't know what world you guys operate in. Um, and then the other, like people were like calling Borg out, saying oh he just he wanted an excuse to not fight and so on and so forth. It's like half you guys would call out of work, you know, if you cough too hard in the morning, like, and you you want this guy to fight when he just. You know, literally has like little mini incisions in his eye. Like, it's I, I, yeah. You guys are trash. That's that's the moral. Like, I, I don't that I just I didn't I don't get it. I don't get it. Could you guys have a? Could you guys have? Could you guys have imagined if that glass got Thoreau's and like it actually like messed her up? Dude, she almost got hit by a chair. Uh, like she she was very honest that she did not. She really thought about not fighting. You know, she was pretty honest at the presser that she didn't think she was. She, there was a moment where she wasn't going to fight. I thought she, like, before that happened, like, I was, like, really confident in Rose. Oh, Rose going to take it again. And then when that happened, I was like, I think, like, is this going to shake Rose, you know? Like, like she, had, was, she had to walk back to, like, her, she, she had to walk back to the hotel to clear her head and everything to calm down. And then, like, the thing that pissed me off was that there were people, again, social media, Twitter, whatever, who were like, she's fragile. It's like, have you, you, like, do you even understand what this woman's been through in her life? Like, it, it, you know, just because somebody has, like, a, a high anxiety level doesn't mean that they're fragile. And especially someone who's been through some shit that nobody could imagine going through in their lives. So, it was not a good week to be an MMA fan. It was not a good week for MMA fans. Right. And so, I guess real quick to list off the fights that we lost. So, we lost Moreno and Borg, which I was really looking forward to. So, that's out of here. Uh, Lobov, since he was involved, he's out of here. So, we lost Lobov and Bruce Leroy. Um, we lost... What was, the, what was the other one? Oh, yeah. So, so we lost Felder and... Um, I Quinta because that whole shuffle. So we, we went from what thirteen fights yeah. to nine in the span of like twenty four hours. Uh, we, can you imagine yeah. if like Rose did get hurt? There's no way you could have made this a pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> you would have, you would have had to like downgraded this to like a FS1 card. Would have gotten scrapped probably. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. And the best they, part they, is, they people were like, when it originally happened, there was like, well, Connor wasn't throwing anything; like, he was just there. And then we had video of him <laughs> throwing things. And then they're like, that's all he did. And then there's video of him shouting, "Break all the windows!" And it's like, it just kept, like this guy was clearly the ringleader to the entire thing. Like, this is you can't make. And then he like escapes in like a black SUV. Someone caught them all filing out together. <laughs> like, like. I'm sorry, Charlie Ward and Artem Lobov are not, are not going to run up into like up on a UFC fighter bus and just start like throwing shit. Of course, it was Connor. There's an amazing screen cap of Lobov as things are going down, and he looks horrified. 
He knows he's about to get out of here. Oh, boy. I say this in all seriousness. I really think Connor's strung out. And I'm not even That's joking. what I said to my Some, friend. He, he doesn't I'm, believe I'm, me. I'm 100%, I'm 100% convinced. Like, he's, he's, there's no way you can't tell me this guy isn't snorting lines like every day. <laughs> and I say this in, in all seriousness. Apparently, he took offense <laughs> to the idea. Like, a, a Dana, again, Dana Scrum. But apparently, he took offense to the idea that Dana had said something like, I don't know what's wrong with him. And apparently, Connor took offense to that. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he hit a nerve. Maybe, <laughs> like of all the things to be offended Some... about, like that's the comment you want. Because it, like I, I get like we've seen people in the sport, like you know, there there are always some guys who are wild, they're kind of out of control. But his is like it's so over the top that it's like it's, it's there's something else going on here. Like this isn't just you. You're not just being just oh I'm the wild guy. I'm you know. Like there's there's something wrong. Like there's there's something like between this and the the event where you know he he slapped the commissioner at the one fight and that whole situation that happened. But like something's really wrong the, with him. What's wrong with him is they gave him the longest leash in the world. Yeah, they, and I, and and I think that's the key here. Like he he's been allowed to do whatever he wants for so long to the point where, like. It just, he, he doesn't think that there were maybe, you know, that there are any rules to this entire thing because there hasn't been any. And you want to talk about bad for the future of the sport. The UFC could easily do what the WWE does and make sure that there's a ceiling over everybody's head and there will never be another Conor McGregor because they'll never allow them to be another Conor McGregor. They'll find a guy who they can, a Chuck Liddell type, who they can mold and cultivate, who's always super loyal to them, or... You know, like an uh, like a GSP they had for a long time, and they just made make sure that there's never another Connor, because you, you just can't have this. And we've we've said a while on this podcast, um, like we were all waiting for this Connor thing to blow up. Is is this the final straw? You think? Do you think they finally learned their lesson that we can't have God just doing whatever, or do we think somehow he'll he'll squiggle his way back in? He'll be back. I mean, well, he'll be back. He'll be back for sure. Well, there, not not there not in the sense no that like they'll get. This. Yeah, yeah. That that's I what I was going for. From like, the is, UFC, is he... maybe maybe the athletic commission, but that's what I was going to suggest. From, I think from, there will from be from the some. UFC. I yeah. think that what they're going to say is that hey, we. It depends. Their response will tell you a lot. If they say like, well, we stripped him and that's his punishment, then there's nothing. But if they if we get some, I don't even know what you could do to him though. Like suspend him. He never fights. So like, right. what do you? You can't suspend him, fine him. What's that gonna do? Nothing really. Strip him. He yeah. doesn't doesn't matter. He's already been stripped. Make him fight I... Khabib is the only punishment that you have. Yeah, basically. You're not gonna you're not gonna cut him. Like they were talking. I know you. Uh, I think you posted this. They were talking to him about like getting him a welterweight title fight. Interim, I guess you could. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, RDA. We're not gonna <laughs> escape that that fight. Ah. Uh... To be fair, though, I can't even believe Connor RDA or Covington RDA for six weeks. Which, which would you prefer? Right. Not from a business standpoint. Not from a business standpoint, but just from these guys having to talk. I don't know. I kind of want to see Covington get beat a little more. This is MMA. It's not gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I don't want him to be done with the sport. Like I, I, I want him to fight again, but. 
I, I, I hope they can get the leash on under control. Like now, it's, it's time to rein I mean, it back in. We got to bring you back. They down they can't it. because they can't afford to. I mean, again, like there's not like even if they wanted to, there's not like there's what can you possibly do? So I, I, then, is it is it one of those deals where like is is it like you have to either be all in or do we have to just cut our hands and let like, them go? They, there is, is there no even a, way is there even a gray area? they will ever do that. Yeah, there's unless so then it's, the only thing I can think of, the only thing I can think of is if this TV deal comes through and it sounds like they're working on it, if this TV deal comes through and they can and they're making a significant bank, then maybe you can suspend him for a year and just be like, "Look, well, a pay-per-view hit to prove a point." But I don't even think you can do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you would do. I don't know what I would do in this situation. I mean, at that point, wouldn't he just buy out his contract or something? I don't know. I mean, like... He's the only guy on the roster who can do that. He's probably, yeah. And he's probably the only guy. But then again, it's like, what would, what would, what would he do? Because he can't. He's not. He's I. Connor could be 2019 Madison Square Garden. He, he goes and does Floyd, uh, Floyd Connor, too. Oh, it's possible, but I'm saying, like, is he going to run his own promotion against you? Like, I don't think he's stable enough to. Do you think know. he? Do you think he thinks he's unstable enough? <laughs> no, to but do I'm it? saying, like, I'm, yeah, but I don't want. Then that would probably get other fighters hurt in in the process because it's like, imagine latching onto like his name value is so strong that you would want to latch onto a project with him, but like, you don't even. It's like when De La Hoya started up. And Golden Boy Promotions was in shattered, was in tatters before Schaefer kind of elevated himself up the rankings. Like that would kind of be a similar situation. Or like Roy Jones, no disrespect to Roy Jones, but like a fighter who's kind of on the fringe of being—I don't want to use the term emotionally unstable. Fighter on the fringe, <clears throat> like running his own business where multi-million dollars are at stake. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I, just, I, I don't. I don't think it would work out, but oh, you know try. what? Sure. I, I think Connor would make a lot of money. I, I think the business would go under, though. I, so he, so he like, hold on, promoter, he'd put himself over and make sure he gets all the cash and then be like, ah, I got nothing for you guys. He'll <laughs> be throwing chairs at his own. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let's be real. Who, who, I, I don't see a whole ton of guys just like going over and uh, doing business with Connor. I don't think yeah. no, but there are probably a lot of fighters in Europe who would latch on to that. Uh, I'm sure like everybody at any SBG gym in like uh, the UK or Ireland would join in. Can we I'm talk? Sure, yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure like you said, there'd be like a whole bunch of dudes in Europe, but like he's gonna do like Levar Ball, how they do like the Lithuania challenges. <laughs> he's just gonna make the SB. He's just gonna make the SBG challenge. And, like, <laughs> Everybody's just gonna have to come fight people in Can his gym. Can we talk gym. about SVG for a minute? Uh, you know, I've discussed this before. There's nothing wrong with getting your friends jobs. There's nothing wrong with getting fellow fighters in your camp spots. But Artem Lobov and Charlie Ward and now John Phillips, like, there's got to be a level of quality control here because some of these guys are strictly getting signed basically because. They're getting signed and they're hanging on longer than they should be because they're close to Connor, which is no big deal. He's a star. He should have his friend. But if Artem's there, this incident doesn't happen. And they were giving Artem Lobov another chance that he's probably just getting because he's really close friends with Connor. So, I mean, the, the only reason he was on this card is because they hoped Connor would come. Right. <laughs> you know. So it's like, I, I get it. You want to get your friends gigs. You want to get your friends hired. I think that's awesome. I think that's great for. You know that that's a sign of who you are. You're and Connor's obviously a loyal dude, but Lobov had no business being. He has no business at this point being on the UFC roster. 
and now he's like a prime catalyst for a traumatic event for an entire organization. That's the real reason Connor threw the dolly, because uh, Bruce Leroy would have got Artem out of here. <laughs> that, 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 might, <laughs> that might have been the official cutting of the string. I just, I, I mean, he, like, like, do you think there's any? Oh, go ahead, do you so. think there's any chance? Do you think there's any chance that UFC will cut Artem? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I, see, here's the thing: like, <laughs> you you might be tied to the star, but you're not the cash cow. So we can shoot you out of here and probably not feel too bad. Right. They'd cut Charlie Ward, which would give but, me some 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 belief they would. Yeah, I, I think Artem. Go, and it's not like I could see if Artem was one of those guys where like maybe like he was a lot of his fights were like super exciting and he was just losing like these really close fights but it's kind of like yeah it's like if we lose you it's not like it's not a big deal like i don't nobody nobody and no no disrespect i don't think anybody's looking at a card and they're like oh snap artem lobov gotta watch that one you know like don't disrespect unless he's fighting somebody good (laughs) (laughs) like in all honesty dude like the ufc lost multi-millions of dollars this week. Probably, yeah. I mean, well, lost relative to, like, they didn't they didn't, they didn't, didn't go in the red on this event, but they lost compared to what they could have gotten, for sure. Right. They, yeah. they lost millions of dollars because, not even, not because of Artem Lobov, but stemming from a problem that <laughs> of Artem Lobov <laughs> I mean, a problem Artem started basically. I mean, he Bellator was the one who has like half half the SBG gym anyway. They right. really do. Oh yeah, Lobov would be in Bellator, right. and he would be like, they would put him in like a main card spot. So main event yeah, in Ireland. <laughs> but it's just weird. Like like people always talk about certain fighters, like John Jones and. And John Jones had a, but John Jones had a brawl with another fighter who was right in front of him. Like they had a fight that was. Sometimes that happens, you know. This Dude, was like, like the, if I'm, this had, I'm sorry, but like if this had been like that, where Connor got to Khabib before he got on the bus and they just fought, right? It, like in the park, like this probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. And oh, by the way, let's be 150 percent fucking real. He just happened to show up as the buses were closed and getting ready to roll out. Right. Just happened to be. Happened to be. Just weird timing. <laughs> you want to fight Khabib? You know what time the workout? You know what time media day starts? You know what time the workouts are? Like if this was a, oh, no. if this was not even that, you, you you've been sitting down for like two years. You, you know where his, you know where his <laughs> hotel is. Yeah, like there are plenty of there are ample opportunities to have made this statement, <clears throat> if that's what you want to call it. I mean. Carolina Kovacage had the best line, though. She was asked, like, was she afraid? And she's like, no, I'm from Poland. (laughs) (laughs) She was just like, eh, eh." Valid valid point, valid point. You know, it's it's not just fighters, because we always talk about the fighters who got hurt, but, like, Reed Harris, you know, one of the UFC, one of those guys who I see all the time on stage separating the fighters, he got hit, apparently, a bunch of times. Like, there were people who had nothing to do with even the fight, like, it's, like, the fight cards itself. Just random employees right, of the yeah, UFC yeah. who are getting pelted. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. They, you got you got to drop the hammer somehow. But I don't trust the UFC to drop the. I hammer. mean, business business always wins out. Like in any like Mike Tyson yeah. came out of jail from a rape conviction and 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 was fighting almost immediately. So this is like like combat sports always plays plays fake games with fake rules. So 
But I mean, what was the point? What was the whole point? What was he trying to prove? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Be- and yeah, and just like going back to what I said before, he could have been in the cage on Saturday if he yeah. weren't really, really wanted to. Right. Yeah. Probably should. They offered him this date. They offered him November. They offered him December. They offered him last month, and he's and they gave him whatever he wanted, but he kept asking for more. Right. And like so, I said, I think that this is going to build. They'll never. Every time a prospect starts, like again, we're going to use Conor McGregor as the example. They could have given him Darren Elkins. They could have given him Clay Guida. They could have given him Ricardo Lamas. They gave him Dennis Seaver. Right. And they knew what they were doing because that's how you make a star. You you give them you get them to a certain point on their you, you kind of help them a little bit fair matchups. You get them to a certain point. And then you and then you give them the big cash out fight where if they lose you made a lot of money if they win you have a new star. Like they may never do that again. They may just like we talk about the way they burn light heavyweight prospects. They may burn every prospect this way, and that's not good for the sport. Not good at all. So this is a very this is a I think it's going to be a long term damaging thing. Lord. Well, well, <laughs> I feel like this this one incident could be a whole podcast. I mean, it's like, in a, in a... <laughs> and then there was like the embedded where, because we're talking about it, but there was the embedded where the UFC showed their footage of it, and people were upset about it, and it's like, it's part of the history of this event. Like, you can't run right. from it. You have to, like, obviously you're going to make a profit off of it, or you're going to... That, and I mean, it, it altered the entire right, like, card. It's like, part of can't, the story. You can't brush over it's that. It's part of the story right. now. So, I'm and like, don't we deserve to see it? Like I, I feel like we. If there's a fight backstage, I think we deserve to be known about it, like to hear about it. I mean, and it, I mean, if we're being real, cons- cons- I mean, I don't really watch Tough as a recent, but considering all the stuff we've seen, we've seen on yeah. Tough, I think we can handle a, a, a dolly being thrown at a window. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen other things on Tough. I think we're a bit, you know. This, but this is like there was like a time where shit like this wouldn't be surprising, where you had your War Machines and your Juni Brownings, but those were. And those were like lower level dudes. This is the face of the sport. Right. Right. Like. Read this Michael Chiesa Ray board. Please take this man to civil court and take millions from him. Because that seems like that's going to be the only punishment that he's going to be getting. I thought I heard. Did I? I don't know if I read it. I thought I heard Chiesa was suing. He should. I thought his, I read his only sta- his statement made it seem like he that he that um he had already contacted a lawyer to be honest with you, like okay. you know um the the uh, New York State Athletic Commission said that was on the edge of a fight. That's all I will say at this moment. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, the UFC lost millions, all that good stuff, but like at the end of the day, all of these fighters, you know, they're still regular people. <laughs> this is their this is their nine to five. And you just took money out of their. That's wallet. what Ray Borg said. That you know, you know, and, and Ray Borg's right, like, like he trained. He's he's done two camps for the same fight, you know, because he was gonna fight Moreno and then Moreno got hurt or there was the Usada whatever, and then this this fight. So it's like Borg's out two training camps. He and he just had a kid. And he just had and he just yeah, had a kid. So, yeah. So people are like, oh, he's just like, dude didn't come this whole way just to find like he he came here to fight ultimately because you're not gonna see it's not like you sue somebody and see the money the next day. 
Right. Right. So it's not like he didn't he didn't go through all this for a payout five years from now. And uh, so that brings me to I guess our next point. Um, Dana White said that the the uh, the fighters that were affected by the uh, the bus incident uh, will be paid. He didn't say they would get paid their show money. Only. No, it's show money, not win money. I believe. No, I, I, yeah, I think, show money. Yeah. I think he said. I don't think he said along the lines of like they they were getting paid, but they weren't getting paid show or win. They were just getting paid. That's I think what I remember seeing. I think a fair thing to do would be for the fighters who were pulled out for 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 legitimate injury reasons because Ray Borg may not fight again. That was that was Joe Rogan's interpretation, and Kiesa. I think those guys should get fifty k, like an of the night bonus is fair. You know, you want to give Caceres his win and his show or his show whatever. Fine. You want to do the same thing with Felder, Pettis, whatever. But I think the guys who were pulled off the card because they were legitimately hurt should get a a, a sizable different amount. I think it's yeah. okay to be. I think it's okay uh, to. I don't want to say be unfair, but I think it's okay to be different with those guys. Right. Yeah, because their circumstances are. I mean, they we all were a part of the chaos, but everybody was not affected right. like equally. Like they might have long term effects on theirs as to where the other guys. It's like, yeah, you, your fight got canceled, but you'll be able to get another fight, hopefully relatively right. soon. I, I think hope. Pettis and Felder are already kind of being rebooked, probably for June because I think they're from Chicago. Well, Felder's from Philadelphia, but Pettis is from Chicago or Milwaukee, which is like right next. to Yeah, but um. Dana White's statement on um, his response when asked why they weren't going to receive their win money as well was, uh, we're not that rich. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is I the mean, most you know, Dana like, answer. I, I kind of get yep. what he's saying. I understand what he's trying to say. But it's like, be a little bit more. You know what, though? Like, he could have said, we'll see. And then, like, gotten people's hopes up, I guess. I don't know. I, I, mean, I would have I would have done show. And... I feel like if you're gonna say no, just yeah, like you don't have to be. You know, <laughs> the thing is, he's like I don't mean to say it's really like part of what made part of what made him a star, so to speak. Dana is that he's an asshole, right? So I feel like this was befitting of like this is like an asshole response. Yeah, this was this. It's not surprising. This yeah. this is the most Dana answer you'll ever hear. But and that and I mean this... they're, they're running a business. What's yeah. That? So, but this comes back to my point about um, I believe the UFC is going to go the way of Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to one of my former employers. <laughs> well, do you guys know? Do you guys know the story behind why Toys R Us is closing? Um, right. weren't there weren't there some private something going on? Yeah. And they, so, um, yeah, because well, I had heard good. Uh, Bain Capital and two other. Uh, um, what you call it? Groups. Um, not Ponzi scheme groups. Uh, <laughs> hedge, private hedge private investors. Hedge fund groups. Um, so what ended up happening is after the big boom in the 80s and 90s of like, you know, kids' toys, like direct from TV, like your G.I. Right. Joe, your Transformers, your there was a big plateauing and like a steady drop off in like a, um, a demand for toys. And what ended up happening is like, Toys R Us was still making money, but like they were taking on a little bit of debt. Like I think at the time it was like in the it was like in the tens of millions. 
So what they end up doing, they sell it to Bain Capital for like $6.6 billion. Um, but instead of Bain Capital paying this out of money or like taking out a loan to pay it, what they agree to do is they pay 20, uh, 20% of it by themselves. And then 80% of it gets loaded onto the Toys R Us um, budget line. So what they're supposed to do is, you know, cut costs, find ways to make uh, the, the product and um, their stores more efficient in turning a profit. Uh, in part because of the Amazon uh, boon, but really financially, uh, they were they, they really just stayed in like the same place. They were consistently losing the same amount of money. Right. I had heard that they were in the red or they were they were consistently close to the red. They were right. in the red, but it, it but what ended up happening is their debt increased because they were not paying back their loans right. at a high enough rate. And that's my worry with the UFC. It's possible, but I think they would I think that this would get offloaded. I don't think they would ever close it. I think they would offload it somehow. And let's not act like there aren't money money marks out there who don't want to be a part of MMA. I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't, but like I mean like, no, 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 I get what you're point, saying. At one point, is the debt too much to pay back? Oh, no, I totally get what you're saying. I think that that's a fair assessment on it, but I just don't ever think that'll happen. There'll always be, like, there's always going to be some, there's going to be some oligarchy who wants to, you know. If PFL's door That's what I'm saying. And there's, <laughs> like, we'll find a way. And last, year was the, last year was the weirdest year, probably the worst year in terms of revenue, but they made, like, $300 million in profit. So somebody, somebody out there would look at that profit line and go, well, that's like, I could, I could do that. Like, that'll always be the appeal of MMA is that it's cheap to run. You have relatively cheap labor, probably the cheapest labor in all sports. Mm -hmm. And you have, it's, it's producing nonstop content. And there's no competitor, like, realistically. Like, there's no, like, unless you think Bellator, but Bellator operates in the red. So there's no American uh, competitor. There's no Amazon, so to speak. Yeah. So until I see like an Amazon, I have to believe that somebody will always want. Somebody's always gonna want to be like I was thinking that this week. Somebody's always want. Somebody always wants to be in this sport somehow, and uh, why? I, I, and I understand that. My my issue is pay per views declining. The you like they're not going to get the TV deal they want, and if they couldn't get it off the years they've had like recently, they're probably never going to get it. I mean, I think that certainly possible. I mean, I think it's possible, but at the same time, you know, yeah. it's like this business is always going to be weirdly cyclical, and somebody's always going to think I'm one star away. It's just the way it is. It's like boxing. Like when I got into bo- when I got back into boxing, there were no Mexican stars. Like, and the general argument was, well, Mexican boxing is going to be dead. Like the Latin American fan, like Mexican fans are not going to come back because they had like Chris Ariola. And you could like the Marquez and Vasquez rivalry, but they were not hot sellers. And then Canelo came along and right. pretty much changed Golden Boy promotions. So it's always going to be one guy who always believes I'm one away. And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it won't matter to WMEING. Because I heard that Frankie NYC on SureDog, and he works for some other sites as well, does tremendous work kind of detailing the UFC business from his perspective. Really smart guy, really nice guy. And um, he had discussed that there were some talks about selling Fight Pass outright to Amazon. That they had talked about just selling Amazon the Fight Library. So I always like I'm always going to believe that there's always going to be somebody who wants into this sport for some reason because it's cheap live content. Right. But and wasn't wasn't this event available on Amazon? Yeah. 
But it's like, yeah. so I always believe that there's always going to be somebody who wants in. It's just weird. Like, even even last year, we had the Russian dude who... <laughs> 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 we, had, we had the Russian fellow who is under some... What was it? Well, he, he's under... Uh, he was arrested for embezzling money that they for the um, Elon Musk Hyperloop, I think. <laughs> it was either that or the Olympic Stadium. There's always gonna be there's always gonna be some rich dude with a lot of money who wants in. Yeah, I think it kind of boils down to kind of what you said earlier. Like if 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 the UFC had stiffer competition and Bellator, you guys have been kicking yourself in the head for like the last I don't even know how long. And, <laughs> and, and look at look at Bellator's expenses went up, but nothing else went up. Like their yeah. expenses jumped because there was more production, more talent. And it's like, as long as the UFC doesn't overspend themselves, like, I definitely think at some point they're going to have to figure this out. But as long as WMEIMG doesn't completely crater the brand, I can see them selling that. It's worth... I think the good thing they have going in their favor is, like, I mean, albeit we feel how we feel about how rankings and all that wildness works or doesn't work, but, like, the product is still... The product will still draw I mean, look at this card. You still... This card yeah, got killed, like, and they sold the ticket. The this card got wiped out on a Friday, and they still were selling tickets on it for Saturday. Like they still made more money, so it's just. And it was still a good card. Oh no, like that's <laughs> true, but like I, I'm just talking about, and I'm sure Anna Cole can talk about this as well. There's a weird cult, like MMA fans and combat sports fans. If you're selling it, they're gonna buy it. Right. Like. Holy shit! How much did Canelo versus uh, Chavez Jr. do? A million, like nine hundred thousand buys. Yeah. Like MMA fans and boxing fans are just we're really weird, and we're hardwired to spend. Nah, we complain, but we we come crawling back. Yeah, yeah like yeah. we're we're marks, <laughs> and we can't help it. Because because it's such a niche market, there's nowhere else to get the fix. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and and it's like um. We're grossly defensive of the product. Like, we're grossly defensive of the fighters. We're defensive of the sports. We're never going to leave. We're, like, addicted. Yeah. I said, like, we should do meth oh, like normal. <laughs> but I guess for the sake of time, because we, we could go on for this. No, but I, I just, just to wrap up on my end, I totally get what he's saying, and it is a concern. But I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll close, but I will say they, they may have some... Um, they might have some rough years ahead of them in terms of like just trying to get this all back on track. It sounds um, like they've got a TV deal in the works, which is more than what they had before in terms of what they're starting at. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe if they get that TV deal and they do Brock and Connor comes back, they could offload it this year and just be like, well. Maybe they move to USA when WWE moves to Fox Sports 1. And here's the really <laughs> fucked up thing. <laughs> here's the really fucked up thing. Like, this year was the worst year, like, I think 2017 was the worst year for MMA ever. At least when I, since I've been a fan. And their valuation went up. They went from 4.2 to 5 bill. So, there's value there, and someone will buy it. I, I always believe. Whose valuation is that? I don't, that's according to... That's according to the thing that they give out to their... What, what are they called? They're like, Lake, Lake something? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I'm just gonna say Crystal Lake, but I don't think that's the right. <laughs> Crystal Lake came and took a slashing to this card, but I don't think that that's the name of the. I'd seriously say follow Frankie NYC if you if you, if you go to Sherdog and look him up. He's really knowledgeable. So. 
Yeah. And he's got, and I think that's according to Meltzer who has the valuation. Because my, my understanding was their valuation was internal. Dude, is anything internal in this sport? <laughs> no, look, no, like, I, I mean, internal. Like, no, as in, they, they literally told investors what they were worth. No, 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 no. I think that this is from, this is today. It could be. Uh, let me see. I'm typing it. Right. Now, now we're. That would be great. That would be great. UFC. Now we're never gonna. Forbes. <laughs> According to Forbes, it's a five billion dollar valuation. How how much do you think I think they're gonna get for the TV deal? Fox is up to two fifty mil. They're I'm not gonna. Kidding. They're That's not gonna. Too. No, it's according to the guy. Well, depends on who you ask. Because according to the guy who runs. Like, he went up according to the person who deals with HBO. He kind of leaked that because they were in negotiations with HBO. Not uh, that Fox is up. ESPN is supposedly going to bid, but hasn't bid yet. I think two, I'm guessing. I would guess less than 300 million, but over 200 million. Maybe two 250. I think is probably 250. Maybe. Mm. Because think about it, you're you're gonna you get a guaranteed product basically once a week, you know. Yeah. And if you're if you're like NBC Sports, like what are you? Soccer. I mean, not well. I mean, soccer, but like. <laughs> Just don't don't go to ESPN. Don't don't go to ESPN. I don't, I don't want to see Stephen A. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not. A... Yeah, if they go to ESPN. I hope they get Teddy Atlas. He's not doing it. <laughs> See, I don't think they would get Stephen A because Stephen A is a CAA guy. Oh, good point. What's ESPN, weird is that oh, WME is to good. Uh, just I was just uh, gonna say ESPN's like MMA, like besides Brett Okamoto, like their sports cover, their MMA coverage is really trash. Like none of those guys watch MMA. They just like they're just talking heads, you know? Yeah. They read footnotes. You know, the funny tape, part is Twitter the Fox Sports rambling. One people still suck worse. Dude, like <laughs> it's weird because we're talking about Fox. Like they may want Fox, like Fox wants WWE, the UFC wants. I really think that they want to be on on with the AT and T people, and it's like I don't trust any of these people to broadcast this sport like. Like a sport. Not even like a sport, but just like with any sort of, any sort of care. Yeah. Like like I think MMA's benefit is that you don't have to spend on it it's just a cheap product to have on your television so um you know and i i think that they're i really think that they're gonna wind up on i think that they're gonna wind up on at&t in some form i just don't know how like i don't know how they're gonna wind up on you know because i mentioned it the last time i'm on here i think they want to go to like true tv or tbs or whatever it is um do we know like what Andrew. networks like AT and T works really close with? You uh H uh not is it? You next. You next. Direct they... Please give me just give me something I can watch on Sling TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think H I think AT and T has their own like streaming service that they want to see on or something like that. Oh, okay. mm. I don't want to sign up for something. Else. Go to go to TBS and I can watch you guys every day and I won't have to use alternative methods. So. <laughs> oh, Give me Charles Barkley covering this sport. 
Oh, I would pay good money oh to hear God. Charles Barkley. I can't wait till Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless have to comment on WWE. Oh, I want them to do it like it's a shoot. It'll probably be to one. Well, I mean, dude, they're going to fit in perfectly with WWE because they're both gimmicks. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, I, I don't know if Shannon Sharp is a gimmick, but I think we can agree that Skip Bayless is a gimmick. Skip Bayless is either a gimmick or the dumbest man in sports. So it has to be a gimmick. Yeah, I don't think, and I've, I've been following Skip for a while. I don't think Skip believes a lot of the things he says. <laughs> Did you hear what Skip he said about Skip is just Tom? there to. That was a work. Yeah. <laughs> I heard. Yeah, that that that, that sounds racist. I heard a lot of people that's, that's saying that they think it's like. Can you you really believe that they would UFC would put its own employees in in the <clears throat> Yeah, that's a work. That is a terrible. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, but not in this instance. Yeah, not yeah. This this was too. Uh... No, but I mean, like, I, we, we've seen them, like, the Anik situation, with Anik was caught in between Cormier and Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not a, like, that's not a work. That's, like, you wouldn't put your fucking employees <laughs> in, the way, in the way of fucking two huge men, so. Let's put the broadcaster in there. Speaking <laughs> of works and gimmicks, what the fuck is up with Dillashaw and Garbrandt shaking hands and hugging on the, uh, on the, on, on the presser? They got all the attention out in the first fight. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to make a bet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't say I was going to. I was going to say TJ knocked it out of him. Oh, is right here. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to be considerate. Oh, he's going to fly to where you live and throw fucking <laughs> front window. Oh man, but um, send, yeah, we're, we're about an hour in. Cody to the death. <laughs> <laughs> fuck TJ, but, fuck um, his brother, fuck his dad. They live oh like my... twenty minutes away from me. Go fuck themselves. God, his, his dad too. Jesus Christ. Sorry, Papa Dillo Show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like literally, they live like thirty minutes away from me. Like, go fuck themselves. <laughs> Keep Stokes away from Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too early in the morning to I be guess so hostile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't get hostile like after twelve. <laughs> We're about an hour, a little over an hour over. We, we still oh, gotta shit, cover, we this didn't card. cover this card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just dawned so, on me that yeah, you guys gonna be in fights. Yeah, yeah. There were fights before <laughs> the fights and. Now the actual ones that, you know, were judged and didn't have use of weapons. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's go on. UFC 223. We'll, we'll just jump into it. Main event, after all of the shuffling of opponents and such, uh, we were left with Khabib Nurmagomedov and Al Iaquinta. Um, I, have, I have a lot to say about I have. I feel like I have more to say about the reaction of the fight than the fight itself. Um, but just to stay on track, so I don't go off on a, a tangent. I would like to hear this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because this, I think we're, I think you're gonna say what I might want to say. So go ahead. Let's hear it. Here, yeah. Here. The, the the well the, the fight itself. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was not what I thought I was gonna get. But I think at the same time with the way this week went, I. <laughs> I can't really complain about anything. It's amazing that this card even happened still. So I, I, I would just shut up and be thankful that this, this card even happened. Um, 
but I, I thought it was a, a good fight. Like, it, you know, for all intents and purposes, everything surrounding the fight. I mean, first, hats off to Al for even, you know, this is about as, as last minute as you can get in considering who you're fighting. Like, the fact that he was able to go five rounds, I mean, albeit he, he definitely lost pretty <laughs> clearly. Like, the fact that he was in there, he was still going for it. He was trying his best, you know, to make it a, a competitive fight. Like, I, nothing but respect for that dude. Like, this, you know, going five round with Habib and surviving, I, I think is, is, is at least like a moral victory in, in and of itself. Um, the, the fight itself was very, very interesting because it seemed like after the second round, Habib just, I don't say he abandoned takedowns, but he was very content to, to stand and, you know, flick his jab out there for the next three rounds and you know and and unlike Habib faction he he struck his way to a decision which is something we don't uh get to see from him but I have to give credit to to Al I think his style I think played a factor in why Habib you know didn't ragdoll him as much as we've it wasn't as vicious as we've seen Habib just kind of relentlessly mercilessly beat the life out of other people um even though al's face would tell you otherwise because it was still pretty <laughs> it, was, it was still pretty messed up but um i so yeah like the, the fight itself it wasn't anything it was habib gonna habib but it was just like he did it with striking which was interesting to see because he, he normally takes you down and just molly wops you to death but like it, the reactions to this fight I, I I thought were puzzling because I saw a lot of people saying, oh, Habib is exposed and we, you know, his striking looked terrible and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, did you, have you guys been watching his last couple, his striking's never been, I don't think anybody's ever watched a Habib fight and be like, oh man, that right hand is real, you know, it's, his striking has always been kind of like subpar. Like it's, it's decent. It can get you by, it's not the bread and butter. So, like, I didn't get the whole he's being exposed. And it, if anything, you say his striking is subpar, which I would agree with you. It's not the cleanest, not the prettiest thing to look at. He won this fight very clearly <laughs> with this very subpar striking. I don't know. I think, to me, that's more impressive. I didn't, he didn't have to take Al down and, you know, just maul his face off. He was just able to, like, jab him to death. And hit him with some one twos, and that just kind of worked. And I get it, yeah, it wasn't. I feel like they people are penalizing him because he didn't, <laughs> he wasn't as dominant. And I can't even say he wasn't dominant. You look at the scorecard, you see what happened. Thank the you. fight wasn't close. This, so no, you, like, you, you said everything I wanted to say. It's like he didn't. We're penalizing him because he didn't kill Al quicker than we thought he would kill him. Like we penalize him because Al made it out the fight alive. <laughs> which kind of shows you like that's how high of a level that Habib is that we're penalizing him because he didn't completely maul somebody's face off even though he clearly won on the scorecards and none of these rounds were even remotely close um so yeah I, I thought that was just that kind of like bothered me after the fight and I, I get it Habib striking is it's not the prettiest thing to look at, but hey, man, it worked for five rounds. Well, the first two rounds were a lot of takedowns going on, but um, yeah, like rounds three to five was just him standing and 
and it worked and it worked very effectively so i don't have any complaints like i said considering all of the wildness that was surrounding this card like habib went through like 20 opponent changes within like 30 minutes <laughs> so it's like he went out there man he did his thing the dude is what 26 and 0 now um I, I still think consensus is number one lightweight. You can feel how you feel about Connor or, or Tony. Well, I still do want to see him and Tony, even though I know that fight now is never going to happen. <laughs> I can throw, we, we can chalk that up there with fights like GSP and Anderson where, like, they were fun to talk about in theory, but they're, they're never going to happen. They're, they're not real things. They're just, you know, they're fun, mythical fights that we can just dream of, but they'll, they'll, it's never going to happen. But um, I, I thought Habib did, did awesome. And like I said, hats off to Al for, for stepping in there and, Saving the card at the very, very last minute, you know. I, nothing but respect to both dudes, but Habib gonna Habib. That's 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 all I got. Joe wow. Rogan said this wasn't a dominant performance. I don't know what I don't know what. Oh, watching. that's 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 another thing I meant to add real quick. When I rewatched this fight this morning, I had to mute it after like the second. <laughs> Joe Joe was killing me. Joe Joe was. <laughs> he got progressively worse Joe... as the night went along. He started really high. Oh and yeah. Then I want to say by the end of the like third fight or so, he was just like not even seeing people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I feel like we're not watching the same. He was. We're not watching the same thing. He was messing up the names at the uh, ceremonial weigh-ins too. Like he called uh, Bokniak, uh, the uh, what's his name. <laughs> Uh, he called Bakniak Sabit. Yeah, Sabit. He called him Sabit. Oh Lord! I don't know how you can get that one wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he like announced a fight that one of the fights that got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, what, what, how, how did you guys feel about this? Uh, this main event. It says a lot about you when you beat a man 50-43 and people are like, you got exposed. <laughs> 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 so um, I'm actually higher up on uh, like Khabib's game after this one because that, like, say uh, whatever about like the rest of his form, like the, the jab, that, the jab is money because he messed the crap out of um, Ali Quintus' face. Um, it, he was doing some things right. Like he he has the same um a similar stance to Luke Rockhold, where they 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 fold at the hips so that the that the um the left shoulder rests a little high to guard the chin, and I like that. Um, this fight kind of has me more interested in Eddie Alvarez versus Khabib. Because you know, I, I think Alvarez is somebody who can make Khabib pay for missing takedowns late in fights. Like, you get to that third, fourth round, and Alvarez's work is still going to the body with those big punches. Um, I, that's a fight I really want to see. I, I still want to see the Tony fight, but like you said, we're never going to get that. <laughs> uh, it... Um, I don't know if it changes how I feel about like a fight between him and McGregor. I, honestly, I, I think he ragdolls McGregor. So, uh, 
Yeah, I was gonna tag in again real quick because that was another thing I saw. People said, "Oh, it exposed how bad his striking is, and Connor's this elite striker, and so on and so forth." And it's like, well, we can easily reverse that. Connor can't grapple to save his life. <laughs> Al Al can stuff a takedown. He has the ability to do that. If if Connor, if if, if Khabib gets that single leg, which he was just grabbing ankles and somehow still getting takedowns. <laughs> He grabs Connor's ankles. That's over. That's that's a wrap. You can go ahead and just throw the towel in right there. He's not getting back up. That's, that's and, not and, and it's not like he has the gas tank to make him pay down the stretch. Right. So it's like really they they kind of offset each other. Right. And yeah. Can, can we talk about that 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 takedown though, where he literally just grabs him by the <laughs> like not even the, he grabs him by like the low part of his shin. <laughs> And he just refuses to let go as I was like kicking to get away. <laughs> I think that's the one the one thing I don't remember if Joe said it. One of one of them said it was one of the few things he said that I agree with. That like there's nothing like really flashy about what Habib does, but it's so effective because he just doesn't stop. Like he's gonna pick at the ankle you might kick away for a second, but he's going to be right back in your face. Like, he's not going to let you breathe until he gets his takedown. Right. And, like, there's, there's not really much you can do about it. So, I would like to cross sports momentarily to make a Khabib comparison. Watching him fight, uh, Alec, first off, amazing job just to make it through this week and get to the fight. But watching right. him fight, <laughs> I see so much... Vladimir Klitschko in the sense that the, the, the standard is so high for him that even when he dominates and does it without really even breaking a sweat, it's not enough. And watching him jab, it's like, you know what he's going to do. He's got a few weapons, but he uses them so well that I watch him and I see like a Vlad, like a high level Vladimir Klitschko fighting at the deepest weight class in his sport. And it's amazing. And and real quick, uh, fuck you, Khabib, for using ankle picks. That's Tony Ferguson's move. <laughs> and you were rubbing it into our face that we weren't getting that fight. <laughs> but just watching him reminds me of Vladimir Klitschko so much. Just this dominant, high-level guy who's worlds better than just about anybody he fights. And he does it, but he's doing it in a division that's not heavyweight. There's no, you know, there's no, like... Eddie Chambers or Calvin Brocks to fight. Like, he's fighting the elite guys of his weight class in that division. And it's just impressive on a level of which that, like... Sometimes, like I said, he makes it look like a work. Like, he makes this sport look fake. Right. And it's really impressive. And I thought a lot of the, he was exposed, this, that, and the other thing, like, that just felt like people wanting to nitpick. Like, that was... I'm a Tony Ferguson fan. You will not find a bigger Tony Ferguson fan than me. But watching that performance, I didn't walk away thinking he was any lesser than he when he came in. Like, he, he took an opponent on 24 hours notice after having four different opponents before that and just executed this probably the same game plan he had for Tony. Just ran right through Ally Quinta. So, I still want to see Khabib fight Tony, obviously. I, I, Eddie Alvarez is intriguing as well. I didn't even think about that until he mentioned it. Oh, Connor, I, obviously. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, I just... Um, him and Justin Gaethje. Khabib and Justin Gaethje? Yeah. Wow. That that would be awesome, because I think people forget that Justin Gaethje has really, really good wrestling. We just see him be violent 
all the time, and he doesn't really have to use it. I need to see, I need to see Gaethje, I need to see how he looks like after this fight with Alvarez. I need to see him versus Poirier first. But I think it would be an interesting matchup. Because if it goes to the fifth round, you're not going to be able, like, he's going to be fucking, dude's going to be exhausted, but he's one of those fighters that the anti-cool mentions all the time, that when he's tired, he's at his best. Like, he's, he's he, he fights tired. So, I don't know, man. Like, I, I still go Khabib. I go Khabib until he gets beaten. Except for Tony. I think Tony Ferguson, I'm watching those takedowns, and I'm just trying to see if he puts his neck in a spot where Tony can grab him. And it's like, he doesn't leave a lot of openings, but I think he, every once in a while, there may be one. And a guy like Ferguson will make you pay for those. You know, the best Darce joke in the game. So, I just need to see that fight. So badly. <laughs> this fight did make me think for a split second if Ortega would have gotten that call. Dude, I think Ortega would be the best matchup for him. I think that Brian Ortega, up a weight class, up a weight class or whatever, like, it only, Ortega, to beat a guy like Khabib, it's almost like, like Fedor versus Verdum, you just need one moment. Like, you need a guy who can explode in one moment. And I think Ortega, Ferguson, Alvarez, kind of, I'm kind of thinking Alvarez now, too, like, just trying to run through that. Alvarez, I think that would be a clinch battle, though, and I don't favor Alvarez. Because against against Pettis, he was clinching heavy. I don't know. I don't think anybody beats the Alvarez who fought RDA that one night. Like that was a man on a mission from God. Uh, I'm thinking like the the RDA uh, the the Alvarez that fought um that fought Justin Gaethje, like that just invested. I don't in think body Khabib punch. could damage him the way. Yeah, I don't think Khabib could damage him the way that Gaethje could. Now it is worth pointing no. out that Chandler got his neck. Yeah, so. that's true. But Khabib's submission game, I'm not really like thrilled with it. That is probably the it's definitely the weakest part of his um. Uh, well, well, he, he the thing with Khabib is he's not really like a, 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 um a traditional control wrestler. Right. Like how he, would you rank? Cut. Cut. He's literally just like a guy. I'm going to drag you to the ground, punch you while you're there. And he, when you stand up, I'm gonna punch you again and then drag <laughs> you back down. How does Khabib rank as an athlete for you guys? Hmm. Relative to the fighters in his division, top five. Think so. Yeah, he's up there. And like he, he's just like I can't say like he's the most because it does. Like you said, it doesn't look super flashy, but like he's he's so strong that like <laughs> it's one of those things where like it's almost like you can have the perfect technique, but he might just overpower you, like. And that that alone just kind of puts him up there. Where like there are other guys who are probably they they may have better cardio. They might maybe their technique is better. But he's just so strong that it it almost can erase everything you have going for yourself once he gets a hold of you. And I, I think that's only he, he's up there. He, he's up there as an athlete. Though I, I would say, and albeit it was like the fifth round, I think he did kind of slow down in the fifth. But, I mean, it was the fifth round, so, and he was clearly winning anyway, so I don't think it made much of a difference. Um, so I do wonder how he would do, and I think that is what would make an Alvarez fight interesting, because Alvarez is one of those guys that kind of seems like he's he's always in a war, but somehow he's still never tired, and, like, he's just, he's just, he has so much dog in him, and I think he could find his way out of the deep water and still make it a fight. As long as he doesn't get his face pounded in like the first round, but <laughs> but yeah, I would still have him pretty.
pretty hop on the athlete list. I think. I worry about Alvarez's swelling. He tends to swell really quickly. Yeah, and with that ground and pound, he might. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see one of them. One of those eyes. <laughs> well, one of those eyes going up pretty quick. We didn't even mention Poirier, but I think Poirier is just a bad matchup. That's not a good matchup for him. Oh yeah. Oh, Stokes, what did you uh, oh, think of uh, this man? Oh, what is that? Oh, I'll say that one more time. I mean, like, uh, just felt like, like Khabib had the next jab, but it just felt like Al was almost letting him hit him, you know? I don't know. Al stopped, like, couple of takedowns down to the third and fourth, but, but like, well, you know, that's what it felt. Does that make sense? Uh, Hold on. a little bit. Um, it's important. I think it's important <laughs> we talk about the fact that like Alec Quint has never been a good defensive fighter. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Long Island that makes it impossible for you to be a good defensive fighter, seemingly. I mean, Volante. Yeah, if you're if you're from that area, you're all offense. Like, that's how you survive in Long Island. Do you do you <laughs> think this fight reveals how little MMA fans respect the jab? Uh, that. Yeah. And, and I think a little bit comes from um, just like Khabib's a grappler heavy fighter in an era where that's not really a thing anymore. Like sure. you, you look at all the other champions, like they're all uh, at, like the top two or three best strikers in the division. Like maybe Woodley doesn't fit into that, but even then, like he he, he stood with Wonder Boy for fifty minutes and managed to hurt him multiple times. So old old man DC. D- oh. I mean, I, I, DC managed to go five rounds with Gus on the feet and win. Allegedly. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. That fight. That fight still pisses me Alleg- off. <laughs> Alleged. Nah, he, he, he won Allegedly. that one. I'm, 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 I'm a huge Gus fan. Gus. <laughs> Gus took the L, man. He 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 took the L. That that fight hurt my soul so much. I've never watched that please. fight. <laughs> so on so. which part? On which part? On Gus? Well, Gus beat DC. No. God, jeez. <laughs> Unreal trust. You're on the uh, island here, Joe. I'm, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big DC fan. I'm, I'm ordering that Dillashaw Reebok shirt right now, guys. <laughs> oh man but um that, that was that was the main probably event. 80 dollars <laughs> probably we've only I mean, talked I'm... about one fight on this card <laughs> right <laughs> so let's uh let's just keep it on going well luckily the prelims we might be able to get through well that was some... there uh, were we'll, only four we'll... of them if we can't get through four prelims in 10 minutes then I, we'll come back on. I, might, I might be banned for a week <laughs> Co-main event: Rose Namajunas, Joanna Janjacek, highly anticipated rematch. Um, man, I I rewatched this fight this morning, uh, and I I rewatched it muted. Um, 
it was a really good fight, man. This was a really, really, really good fight. Um, I will say, I don't know. It, it, rewatching it the second time, I, I still gave it to Rose. But I feel like maybe a lot of these rounds might have been a bit closer than I thought they were, like when I first watched it. Um, in real time, I had it 2-2 going in the fifth. Um, I gave Rose the first two. Um, I gave Yoana three and four, and then I gave Rose five. Um, in the rewatch, I, I guess I kind of had it the same. Um, it seemed like in the first two rounds, um, really, I can't even just say first two. I, I think what kind of wins Rose this fight, and I think what other opponents should definitely take note of if you're going against Joanna, um, good footwork and head movement go a long way. Um, <laughs> they can get you out of a lot of bad situations because it, it seemed like Joanna's one of those fighters that if she can catch you with like string combinations, she's going to get you out of there. Like you're not going to have a chance. And it seemed like Rose was able to use her footwork and head movement to kind of like evade those long string combinations where maybe she might, she might get hit with the first one or the first two, but she'll get out of the way of that third and fourth and there's nothing there. And then she's firing back. And yeah, I, I felt like that was that kind of like won her the fight. Like she was just she was able to evade more than what. Well, I can't even say that because I guess fight metric would tell me I'm lying. Because apparently Joanna outstruck her. I don't remember what the number was, but um, at least that's what I heard. I'm not sure was, about that. I, I heard that Joanna outstruck her. Yeah, and it, it was weird because like the stats say that, but like when I'm just going by the eye test <laughs> just like looking at the fight and just i'm just going by what i see I, it didn't seem like she outstruck her that much and it, to me it seemed like well it might have been one of those instances where to me rose was landing the harder shots and maybe yoana just had more volume but i think i think rose to me was a bit more effective with what she did land like her her strikes just seemed to have more effect um, albeit though, Joanna definitely did good with the, that leg kick that started paying dividends definitely towards like the third, fourth, and fifth round where Rose was not able to be as mobile as she was in the first two. And she was kind of standing more in the way of, of punches. She was kind of getting hit a bit more, but I think she kind of reversed that in the fifth. And then obviously that takedown, albeit she didn't get a chance to do a ton with it, but I, I think that round was kind of close and the that takedown, just that little moment could probably give you enough to sway the judges. But yeah, th this was a really awesome fight. Really, really close. Um, I have to give Rose a lot of credit. Like, I remember watching her in Invicta and, like, people were high on her about saying, you know, she might be, like, a future champ, so on and so forth. And for me, honestly, like, I didn't see it. Like, not that I thought she was bad, but, like, when I looked at her fight, I didn't, it didn't jump out to me as, like, oh, this is a future champ i just thought like she's good but she's not you know but she's gotten leaps and in, in bounds better since you know invicta and like her early ufc days you know it's kind of crazy like this is the same person who fought esparza and then you look at this fight and it's like this is like a completely different not a lot of people can go five rounds with joanna standing and come out on the better end of it and she managed to to do that pretty effectively. Like she she tagged you on a pretty good number of times. But like I said, it it was a really close fight. 
I still edge it to Thug Rose. Um, yeah, man, aw- awesome performance from her. Just really, really, really gutsy performance, especially after that third and fourth where, like, I was having flashbacks of Joanna and uh, Gadelia too, where I, I, I thought with those leg kicks he was going to gain momentum and just steal those last three rounds. But, um, yeah, I think Thug Rose did just enough in the fifth to to, to squeak that out. What a- um, but how, how did you- Okay. No, I was just gonna say, what what a smart takedown at the very end, at in the fifth round yeah. by Rose. I loved it. Like, yeah. that's probably yeah. not like the best. That's probably not like the best, like women's fight of all time. But just like based on skill, like to me, like, yeah, it's hard to find two girls at that high of a level fighting each other, both still in their prime at their peak. Like, I love that fight. Like, it was just amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I can't like I can't think of another fight where we had that high of a level, you know, from both girls. Um, I loved it. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a tremendous fight. Um, like uh, Rose really stuck to the a similar game plan that, as she did in the first fight, uh, where she. Just like refused to meet Joanna on her terms. Uh, anytime Joanna would come forward, like she just duck out of range. Uh, uh, that uh, as Joanna, uh, the thing Joanna didn't get knocked out in the first round here. She was a little bit smarter about um, just planting her feet and throwing. Because I, I think you want like a big factor in why Joanna thought she was just going to run away with the fight in the first round. Uh, the first time around was um. She, like her opponents up to that point had been very mobile. Like it was like it, like the best I guess mover among them was like Carla Esparza. Like Gadella is a powerhouse. Andrade is a powerhouse. They both like to stalk you moving forward. Um, you know, Valerie Letourneau, long but not um not very athletic. Um. Jessica Penne, long, not very athletic, doesn't really move very well, and that's we've seen, you know, the dividends of that. Um, but here she adjusted way better um, towards uh, Eunice's game. She she pressured a lot more. Um, you know, she got in the pocket. She she uh, in the second, uh, the third, or fourth after, like you said, with, like, with those leg kicks, re- really battered uh, Eunice with those leg kicks. I think she, I didn't. Realized this the first time I watched it because I watched it twice. Um, she she really uh, she really did a lot. Like I think she the, the fight metric said that she landed like twenty in the first two rounds to the lead leg. Um, and it really got Namias you know exchanged with her more in the second. It, uh, it slowed her down. Joanna uh, uh, was countering the crap out of her in those rounds too. Like anytime. Um, you know, I mean, she was throwing a jab. She be she would have the right hand ready, like right over knee, over the top, and follow up with the left straight. Um, Shouts to uh, to Trevor Whitman because mm-hmm. he did a fantastic job in the corner of um, you know getting Yamayunas to throw combinations again. You know, telling him to you know have a little bit more confidence in the pocket. Um, not not be afraid to, to you know to throw with uh, Yoana there. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, this shows like 
I got the um the mental fortitude of Rose. Like she's really grown. Where in her in the ways that like the Carolina the Kovalkovich fight, where she just kept going to the clinch even though she was losing there, because she felt like she had to win there to win the fight. Um, like we didn't see that part of her today, uh, last night, and that's like real signs of growth. And I'm I'm down for a rematch of that fight if that's what's next. So. Oh, whoa, okay. Uh, um, I, you know what? I, I, there's really nothing I can say that nobody else has said here. I think you guys have all covered it pretty much perfectly. The only thing I would add is that Mike Brown did a fantastic job in Joanna's corner as well. Like that was two really great jobs from two really great coaching, two really great camps, because Mike Brown settled Joanna down. I thought his advice was perfect. Um, they made adjustments, and then Rose made adjustments. Like that was just a great fight with two great camps. Um, how Joanna did not go down from that step in uppercut in the fifth round, uh, yeah. I, have no, I have no idea. And Joanna's uh, problem is that, like, like what I notice is when she gets hit hard, her body reacts really poorly. Like when she, like her arms flail. Like you ever see a fighter with like Benson Henderson when he gets hit clean, it just looks awful. So in those close rounds, the person who looks like sometimes it's like if you just look like you're getting hurt more. It can pay like it makes a significant strike even more significant. Uh, I had Rose winning it. I watched it twice. I think Rose is the better fighter, um, but it's closer than I ever could have imagined. Like I, I, I thought Joanna at one fifteen was again was a bad idea. You know, I still think her future is at one twenty five. She'll be better at one twenty five. She doesn't seem to think so, but that was a great fight, and I'm with Stokes. I can't think of another fight. You know, Gedalia, Joanna too kind of is in that same ballpark, but that was kind of more blood and guts. I don't think that was as technical, and at least from Claudia's perspective. And if it's Rose, Carolina, too, I'm fine with that. If it's Rose, Andraj, I'm really okay with that. Yeah, that's that's the one I want to see. And I, and I, I think that's and the I, one. I, I'd be remiss, because I keep track of this, 115 continues to really struggle to get people to finish fights. <laughs> and... I mean, it, it just does. Like, it's, I've been, because when people talk about women's MMA, it's like, oh, they never finish. And it's like 135, there are finishes aplenty. 125 so far has had quite a few finishes. 115 has really hit a slide. And so I think that's why Mackenzie Dern's important, because she is a fight finisher. Um, so, and not only that, but the top five in this division and everybody else is so, like, there's a gap now. Like, yeah. Rose, Carolina, Joanna, Andraj, and then I would go Tisha Torres. Some people might go Esparza, but there's like those five, and then there's everybody else. And until like like the depth in that division is gonna need to be refilled a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I think Suarez is gonna be that like somebody who's gonna be fighting these types of fighters really soon. Suarez Grasso, I mean the winner of that fight, but like I hate that fight, but whatever we can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Livia Hanaya Souza, like I think those are the two that we're going to see break into the top five next. I mean, if Joanna leaves, sure, but I don't know if Souza. I don't know if Souza. I like Souza a lot, but I don't know if she would beat anybody in that top five right now. 
I don't think shoot. The climb is steep. <laughs> the climb is steep in that top. Five. It is. It's like like I could <laughs> I could see no to to back up his point. I could see Sosa beating just about everybody else. I could see her giving Tisha Torres some trouble. Yeah. But this is still the same person who got beat by Angela Hill. True. True. <laughs> Biters grow. Biters grow. <laughs> but um yeah co-main event awesome 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 fight um guess heading on down Hanato Moicano <laughs> Calvin I always say is it Cater or Cater. Qatar I always want to I always want to say Qatar oh what are you going to say that that fight yeah, him. That, that, that fight made me realize like how much? How much? Who? Oh, I was just gonna say uh, that that fight just made me like I love. I really haven't had like favorite one of the fighters since like how much I love. I mean, you don't uh well. I don't think of who else you would even read. I for. haven't really had like a <laughs> MMA fighter. That's it. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And in, in a fair in a fair and oh, just world, it should be a star. Oh, right. yeah. I just appreciate her like so much more now. This fight almost um almost felt bad for Cater because like he had a pretty solid first round. And then it seemed like after the first, everything went wrong. Because <laughs> like, I think he, he tagged Moicano a, a couple times in the first. And he was pressing him. He was, he was doing pretty good. And then from, like, second to third, man, Moicano, like, Jesus Christ, he picked this dude apart. Um, that inside leg kick was um just money all the time. Now, like, there was one point where, like, he landed the inside leg kick, I think, uh... Cater switched stances and he just proceeds to batter the other leg, like just nonstop, just leg killing. Like his his nerves are probably dead. I imagine this morning, <laughs> whenever he woke up. Um, yeah, really, you know, kind of like technical standing match. But Wee um, Connell, yeah, he 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 picked him apart uh, in this second and third round. And he um, once again, I, I love fighters who throw in combination. Um, especially like he would throw in combination, he would end with like a leg kick or a body kick. Um, like he was, he was really just punishing, <laughs> punishing Cater. Um, but I mean, they had some back and forth moments. But yeah, and then in the in the third round, especially man, Moicano just he, he hit like the the Goku Ultra Instinct and just kind of just let loose. And it it was it was beautiful to watch. But my God, that leg was was in shambles. By the end of that fight, but yeah, really good showing from Moicano. This fight kind of went how I thought, though. I, di- I didn't think Cater was gonna get. I don't want to say. I don't want to say dominated. This fight is kind of harsh, but. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I didn't think it, I thought it would be a bit more back and forth because I thought it started back and forth, but yeah, it just seemed like the the pain got it. it you know, he just kind of put it on him in that third. I, I didn't think it was gonna be that like. I didn't think it was going to go that one-sided kind of that quick, but great, great fight from Moicano. Um, really, really good performance. Let leg kicks solve a lot of problems. 
<laughs> uh, throughout this card. So yeah, that that fight was 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 pretty fun. Like Mike Kyle is low key one of my favorite featherweights. Um, like since the day he stepped uh, like in the octagon, like he's been so clean off the back foot with with his kickboxing game. Um. It, it takes a really long time to be a really good striker moving backwards. Um, like, especially if you're a counterfighter, McConnell's a little bit more aggressive than that. But um, it, like, it takes a long time to build those reactions, and that's because it's a lot. I don't, I don't want to say it's a lot easier to get on the inside, but like in MMA, you, you're eventually going to end up at like somewhere close to your opponent. Like there, there are not a lot of guys who put a lot of time in the gym learning how to fight out out long range, moving backwards. Um, so when Mekano stepped into like to fight um, Tom, uh, Nam, uh, was it Tom Niamaki? Yeah, Niamaki. I, yeah, I, wow. Um, the, like he was so, like the, I, a guy with ten fights in his like career should not be that smooth when it comes to like the just. You're, when you're kickboxing like that, so like um, it's kind of it, you know you were talking about the rankings. Like he's ranked number eleven, but he beat Jeremy Stevens like a year ago. Once you're in, like I, I feel like once you're in the top ten, you're in the top ten forever until you die. <laughs> like because I think Anthony Pettis was still like top ten at lightweight when he was fighting at featherweight. Like until you're deceased. Uh, he's all by lightweight right now. <laughs> we're oh not getting we're not getting into that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Mike, like he's Mike Connell's ranked below Rodriguez, and I think he beat Rodriguez to be honest. Um, like he he is ridiculously good, and it sucks. Like I th- I think I heard a few boos last night. They booed during the second round, from what I remember completely. Like from yeah, but uh, uh like he he really turned it up in the third round. Um. The one thing that's gonna get like that has gotten him in the past is that he's not a very good. Um, it's not that he doesn't deal with pressure good, but once you close the distance on him, uh, like he he starts to um to get a little angsty, uh, angsty, and because uh, he he that's what forced the takedown against Brian Ortega. I had him up two rounds to nothing, and he uh, Ortega just refused to get out of his face. Like he refused to be scared off by any of his power or any of his kicks, and uh, just really kept to him. Um, we didn't get that. Uh, we didn't get a test of that like last night. Um, I'm not sure who really he could fight that would like test that part of him. Like it's like Elkins, if you if you really want to do that. But um, that was like a really good win. Actually, um, God, I had it pulled up and I missed it. You know, Sure Dog always does the, the matches to make. Stokes. I was trying to see who they were going to match. Stokes, up. you want to go next or you want me to do this one? Oh, uh, I was having a cigarette outside for this fight, so I don't got much to say. Oh, this is perfect because I missed the third <laughs> round. <laughs> so here's, here's the story. I'll get the story and then I'll get to the fight. So second round ends. I'm like, Moicano's up to nothing. I'll just go and pee real quick. So I go to pee. And my sister is watching. I left something on TV, and she's watching something. And I hear her. I hear her go, recreational chainsawing. <laughs> so I'm like, 
What? <laughs> so I go out, and she's watching, like, a poker dude thing. And apparently, one of the dude's hobbies was recreational chainsawing. <laughs> so it's like, what is recreational chainsawing? I've never heard of that. So I pulled my phone out, and I'm Googling recreational chainsaw just to see what it is. And it's like people just cut wood. Like, it's just, you just cut, you just use a chainsaw. So I'm watching the, I'm like reading about recreational chainsawing. And then I'm like, that's a stupid hobby. And then I stopped and thought everything that had happened in this sport of this hobby that I follow. And I had like a life crisis for like two minutes. And I went back in to watch the rest of the fight, and the fight was over. So I don't know what happened in the third round. Because I had a crisis. It's a recreational chainsaw. Just just imagine the... Is a recreational uh, chainsaw our new uh, marble racing? (laughs) I don't know, man. Marble racing is pretty... It's it's intense. I just just didn't understand. I'm like, that's a stupid-ass hobby you go out and cut some wood. Like, that makes you feel better about yourself. And then I was like, man... I, I, I thought, like, recreational chainsawing would be, like... Ice sculpting or what something. What sculpting? That was my thought. Like, you take a chainsaw and you like, <laughs> figures. But it's no, you just go out and you cut logs down. And I'm just like, that doesn't make no damn sense. So mm-hmm. I missed the whole third round. Some people um, are just boring, man. I, I guess some people just follow things. They do things that don't involve this. That's <laughs> <was> like... <laughs> um, That's like, you got a chainsaw. What else can I do with this? I, I have to put it to yeah, well, I mean, so. Yeah. Um, Ortega's really good. Brian Ortega's really good. Watching that fight, the first two rounds at least, all I could think was like, Ortega's so good. Because Moicano's so good. And if you attack Moicano on a straight line, he has no problem with that. If you're going to come in and attack him straight up, he's just going to leg kick you combinations. And he gets out. He gets out of space so well. And it's like, Cater just came in a straight line. He would pick him apart from distance. Cater tries to close the distance and Moicano would find a way out. Ortega would attack from angles, and he went to the body more than Cater was willing to go to the body too. And I just watched that, like, Brian Ortega is such a great fighter. And Moicano is such a great fighter. And I don't see why people boo him. And uh, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see why people booed that performance. It was a great performance. Cater, I know it was a pro-Cater crowd, but still, it didn't seem right. I think it has something to do with the next fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think people were, they were, coming, they were coming off a of bloodthirst high. It's and, impossible, um, but like I, I just, um, I guess all I can think of is Moicano's really great. Like, like Ortega's amazing, and Moicano, like those are two guys who are gonna rule this division when Holloway makes the final move up. And this guy as well, who we're gonna talk about in a minute. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, recreational but, uh, yeah, change, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll look into it. God forgive me. It's just a bunch of white dudes cutting. Wood. Basically, all it is. <laughs> Do they make like, but like, is there, well, it's recreation. I was going to say, can you make like a competition out of this? I somehow? bet you. If we find a log cutting competition, I think we all have to watch it. Yeah. There's got to be one. There's got to be one. Somebody who has the out best, there. It? It's like, who has the best chainsaw built? Like, who can cut the wood the fastest? Wood cutting competition. There is a wood cutting competition. They have this. Do they have, like, designer chainsaws? I just didn't get, like, like he's a, just like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, like a, it's supposed to be a hobby. Oh, Lord, there are. That sounds like one. They're, they're competitive. They are. World Rookie Championship Lumberjacks. Timbers. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Sponsored by Bass Pro Shops or something. I don't know. Cabela. <laughs> oh man. Okay, we got we got we got to check that out. We got we got. This is almost as good as when I found that like. And I, what was it that I sent you? The the like Canadian the Canadian underground fight league. <laughs> what oh those? my god! So imagine you, you had beef with somebody, and your job was an, as an um, I don't know an undertaker, and they were like your mailman. <laughs> so you put on some boxing gloves. And you show up into this arena with like 150 people, and they announce you as the Undertaker versus the Mailman. <laughs> One of them was like, what was it like, Greenpeace against the Lumberjack? Oh my god! <laughs> well, the dude didn't want his wife to know that he was walking out with the Ring Girl, so he, like he refused to use his real name. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Tioga County. I'm actually not that. I was not that far from. It is a lumberjack competition. Wildcat knife cutter. You have to be our. Um, you have to be our correspondent. Oh man, I'm gonna... <laughs> live stream it. Right. Close eye on. There is speed carving championships. I mean, this tractor pulling comp like competitions. Like, of course, this is. <laughs> so I guess I have to ask the important question, which is: Could the lumberjack champion beat Pujanowski? In uh, the weightlifting champ or the was strongman champion, he would, he would be poops in the cage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he has a chainsaw. Well, I mean, not well. Okay, fine. Okay, so he has the chainsaw, and then Puds has the uh, like the sledgehammer that you hit the tire with. <laughs> oh, now that that's a fight. That is some God of War type. We just created oh, a lot of money sport. for it. Why, why are we not having Pudzianowski just fight random dudes who are big? <laughs> like, from, like from other non-martial arts. The springboard like... chop. I wonder if the springboard chop is like... Because in wrestling, the springboard is when you hop up to the top rope, but not the turnbuckle. <clears throat> so I wonder if the springboard chop is like you get off a trampoline and have to chop down. Oh. We're throwing out so many free ideas that we just need to. Poots will walk out with Triple H and Triple H will hand him his personal sledgehammer. The gimmick sledgehammer. This is officially... But it's got to be like with Floyd Mayweather where they'll say Justin Bieber's name, but they won't say Triple H. Oh, boy. The axe throw. This is the evolution of the M1 Midnight. Dude, I'm This is the next Yo! So, Battle of the Nations, only one month away, y'all. Oh, my. Oh. Definitely definitely got to give shout out. I would pitch something, but the last time I pitched something, somebody almost died in SFL, so I'm not. I mean, did I bring up the fact that, like, the American team sucks on Battle of the Nations? Oh yeah, we're all, we're we I think we go into that thinking like it's all fun and games, and we don't realize that these other countries. Oh yeah, really no, they're, like, they're, they're about it. The Ukraine yeah, they're, is they're about really it. about this. <laughs> like you show up thinking, oh, I'm just gonna have a good time. No, you're gonna get stabbed in your sternum. 2014 <laughs> men's international wood chopping relay team. Oh my god! Yes, it runs deep. <clears throat> This will be an Olympic. Meanwhile, we got sometime. like six fights left to 
talk about. We were. And this next one is really, this it is of importance. This is the next one. He's, he's he's worth a a good uh a good. Segment. Sensei, you run through that while I watch this European chainsaw <laughs> speed carving competition. Uh, so this next fight, and this is the only positive, if you can even say, that some of the fights being canceled. The only good thing I think that came out of this is the beat got a chance to elevate to the main card, which I was really excited about. Uh, so Zabit Magomed Cherepov, uh versus Kyle Bakniak. Um Another fight on this card that was just amazing to watch. Um, Kyle Bakniak is a maniac slash machine slash something's really wrong with this guy, but I like watching him fight, so it's okay. <laughs> like, the, the man is just a bloodthirsty... Like, just no regard for human life. But it made this fight so awesome. And Zabit, man, this guy is... How many fights does Zabit have? 15, 16? He... His, his like... How do I even say this? He fights with a, a calm of, like, he's been doing this for, like, 20-plus years. Like, he fights like he's been doing this since he was, like, a child. And he just... He just seems very well aware of what's going on when he's in the cage. He's... Everything he does just seems to work. Like, timing is perfect. Distance is perfect. Because, like, you look at a lot of his flashy techniques. And, I mean, you you could say, oh, he's just showing off. But, like, to me, like, he he knows when to pull those flashy moves off. And, like, albeit um, not all of them landed. Like, he, he tried that little... Capoeira kick. I, I think Bakniak kind of got out of the way of that one, but like there was a, a point where he had landed like a uh, spinning back kick, and it was it was just perfect timing. Like this dude is so great. <laughs> at, I, I don't really know how to describe it. Like it's you just have to watch it. Like he's his striking is just on another level, and I think it works also because it's not like he's going in there just winging. 200 punches a minute like it's calculated but it's still flashy but like it works and it's accurate and then you you know the hands are one thing and then like in the second round he'll switch it to the grappling he can still take you down he did a beautiful leg sweep i, I can't remember which round it was might might have been the second um beautiful leg sweep that just kind of happened out of nowhere <laughs> And he lands his leg sweep. This dude is... This guy is something special, man. This guy is a, a really, really special talent. Uh, the, the fight was awesome, though. Like I said, a lot of... Bokniak spent a lot of this fight kind of eating a lot of shots. But it didn't matter because he was so game. He was always pushing forward. It just seemed like he was outgunned arsenal-wise because the... I mean, Bokniak did land some, some hard strikes. Um, I want to say he... He, he's, he caught Zabit with a good one, I think, in the third round. But it just kind of seems like Bakniak just kind of only had hands, you know. I can wing some overhand rights or I'll, I'll land a flurry here and there. But Zabit just has such a complete arsenal of just punches, kicks, elbows, spinning kicks, capoeira kicks. 
if that's not working, I can take you down and beat you up down there. Like, he's great just everywhere. Like, you're never safe. Like, no matter what position you're in, the, the, the dude has something for you. And God help you if you're standing because I don't think a lot of people, like, Bokniak just seems like one of those guys. Like, there aren't a lot of people walking on earth like that that can just kind of take that kind of punishment. Um, I think anybody other than Bokniak, Zabit probably would have got him out of there. Like, Bokniak's just one of those dudes that I like. I think he was just put on this earth to fight, and that's just kind of like his thing. <laughs> He's going to do that until his body tells him he can't anymore. But my God, man, Zabit, that that dude, man, he's, I see why a lot of people aren't, um, no, nobody's chopping at the bit to fight this guy. Um, you look at him and he's like physically unassuming and then you watch him fight and it's like, yeah, I, I can see why he has trouble getting fights because nobody wants these, no, nobody wants this problem. You you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to be in front of this, man. This guy's, he's He's going to get you out of there, and he's going to take whatever, because he's not, he's not, is he ranked? No. Nah. No. Yeah, if he fights a ranked guy, he's he's getting you out of there, man. He's taking your ranking, he's taking your fans, he's taking your soul. <laughs> <laughs> I see why people are ducking him, man. Nobody wants that, and I, and I love Yaya Rodriguez, I'm anxiously awaiting his return. And I know Zabit called him out. But from what I understand, I think Yair has a fight. He hasn't said who it is, but he's already under contract for another mm-hmm. fight. He just hasn't announced it. But um, I love Yair. But unless Yair has um, got, like, some God-level boxing between the last time we saw him and now, I don't think he wants these problems, man. I, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think Zabit cleans Yair mm-hmm. up. And I, I love Yair to death. But um, Zabit is the real deal, man. He... His ranking isn't top fifteen, but he's easily top fifteen. I I don't think that's a question. But um, yeah, this this dude's amazing, man. This this guy's a a pleasure to watch. In the in the backstage interview after the fight, Zabit said like he had a broken hand. I can't remember if he said uh it was before the fight or it was like in the first round, but he did all of that with a broken hand. Lord. That might explain why he was throwing switch kicks. <laughs> <laughs> that switch kick was beautiful. Man, this guy, he's like a real-life Tekken character. Yeah. Like, in real and in, in true form. <clears throat> Oof. I'm, I'm watching her um, the replay of the highlights from it right now. And I, I can't remember where I saw it, but, like, yeah, he looks like, you know... You, your your uh your dungeon master in your D and D game woke up one day. <laughs> Can we get this man a haircut, please? Yeah, it, it, it just turns out he's an elite level athlete. Um, God, where where is he from? Is he from ACB or M uh, one? Uh, ACB, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was from ACB. Like, is, like. Russia really has that incubator of talent where, like, guys come in and they're ready to fight because um, they already have 15 fights, like, solid-level competition fighting in fight nights or ACB or M1 or uh, what's that other one, Tech Crep? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like you look at the dudes on um, uh, Zabit's, like, 
fight finder. Like he, he he's been beating like high level dudes for a minute now. Um, like this, like there's not really a whole bunch I can say that you didn't say, uh, Sensei. Um, dude is composed beyond his ears. He fights uh, like a guy who comes from a war torn nation, which sure enough. Right, right. <laughs> he, I know, I'm being serious. Like, he fights like a dude who has really seen some... Like, this is nothing to him. Dude, like, <laughs> like when the Dagestani fighters first came over, like, when Khabib first got signed, that was the one thing we always heard about them. Like, they're a different breed of guys. <laughs> they, they've probably seen some dudes get murdered right in front of them. Probably been fighting grown men since they were, like, seven, eight years old. Like, Actually, I think I saw a Habib quote when they asked him about the the, the Dolly incident. He was like, I, I used to see our government shoot people in helicopters over my neighborhood. Like, this is this is just fighting. Like, <laughs> like this is just this is nothing. This is child yeah, like, this, this, this shit is nothing compared to the stuff they had to deal with just to, like, grow up. Yeah, I mean, like, this is... They all, they're all real, po- real poised and composed because, like, this is... Yeah, you know. I mean, like, yeah. An unfortunate benefactor of some horrible living conditions. Right. And uh, this is part of the reason why, like, most of the fighters you see who become, like, really great are, like, I I hate to typecast, but, like, they come from, like, nothing. Yeah. Because the the, the mental fortitude it takes to be an elite-level fighter, to have this level of composure... It's abnormal. It's something that you have to be like not born with, but like you have to live through. Yeah, you can't teach you, that. Yeah, you you can't teach that level of composure to you know uh, Joe Blow, who you know grew up in the suburbs or something. Right. Jesus, I mean it's true. The guy who just. <laughs> it's true. Like I, I'm currently sitting in the suburbs right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that smoke. I don't want any of those problems. I, yeah. I mean, Sensei nailed it. What can you say? I I, I think I, I think I remember the part that where Bakniak's corner gave him fantastic advice throughout the fight. But it's like, what can you really tell a guy who's getting blown out like this? But they were trying. Right. And they gave him a combination, and he threw it. And I think this is what you were talking about, where. Zabit just steps back and throws a perfect spinning back kick that catches him right as he's coming in. Yeah. And it hits Bakniak right in the face, (laughs) and Bakniak somehow walks through it. Kyle Bakniak was like, you remember the meme of the kid getting hit with the basketball, and he just keeps screaming? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was what he was, because there were so many moments where Zabit would nail him flush, and he would just yell at him and punch himself in the face. And And then there's the... Let's say the end of the fight, they kind of did their own rendition of uh, Holloway and Lamas. Yeah. He tried that <laughs> earlier, and the beat just kicked him, and like was like, no. Bakniak <laughs> tried that fake Dominic Cruz stuff early, and it was like, that's not gonna work. And just, right. He just bit down and went went tried. He tried, man. Like I have so much respect for Kyle Bakniak. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude is a warrior. Dude has a that's that's a chin. If there ever was. Hey, you guys remember his like debut fight against Rosa, where yeah. Rosa just pounded on him. Yeah. And he just refused to stop coming forward. How do you, how do you market a guy like Zabit though? 
Yeah, this is the problem when you have guys who have like 13 letter last names <laughs> <laughs> and they come from regions people can't point out on a map you know yeah <laughs> I actually po- I posted about this fight on Facebook and my friend commented he said his last name is longer than my entire <laughs> name even if you add the junior <laughs> no but it's true but it's like he's so good like, like how do you market a guy like that alright I think they need this. Uh, you know what? I don't know. That might be very Bellatorish. <laughs> throw that out there in the ethos. I mean, I was gonna say like the Sergey Kovalev. Like I'm trying to think of like a boxing equivalent of a guy who's done well in the U.S. Like money wise. But oh, like, man, if he if he talks like Kovalev, we're gonna have some. Actually, if he talks like Kovalev, he might fit in with this fan base sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I, I I can't think of like a successful Russian. Who came over here and made a whole bunch of money? I mean, Fedor, but Fedor was big, so it's like, well, he, he, well, yeah. And Fedor made his name fighting in Japan, right? So like, I mean, he, it's not like he's he's a he's a rough looking fella, so it's not like you can you're not gonna Luke Rockhold him. Although I'd love to see them try, but I, I, I don't mean, know. He's so does, good. Does it be, have any like hobbies? Like, does he do anything? Like, is he actually a dungeon master for D and D? Like, <laughs> see, I I was gonna kind of go that route. Like, you you gotta start marketing some of these guys like they're like, I don't know, like they're like superheroes or something. Like these these guys do some real life like, this is real life movie action type stuff that you thought you would only see on a screen. Like, this is only supposed to be in the Matrix. Yeah, like, he's for real. Like, like, for real. Uh... Yeah, but, like, no, this is Neo in the flesh. Like... Because <laughs> his, like, oh, yeah, just, timing know. is so amazing. And the stuff he does... I just don't know, like, what you do with it. Because to get him to fight, like, to get him those fights that he needs, unless you just force those guys to take those fights, he probably needs a ranking, and he probably needs some momentum. And I don't know if you can... I don't know how you develop that now. Because he doesn't talk. He's not a, you know... Did he even speak English? I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, don't I know he so. works with like Mark Henry, and he spent time at Nick Catone's gym. But like, I, I don't know if um, he actually speaks English. I don't know. I didn't think Marabek Tyson while spoke English, and then he was perfectly fine when they, you know. Yeah, like, I, like I don't know. Do you try to make him a big deal in Europe? Well, one thing that they did say, uh, I should have mentioned this, but the, the presser. Dana said if they go to Russia, they will not have Khabib on the first Russian card. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're going to do a fight without Khabib. So can can you headline with Zabit? I mean, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of who else they have from Russia. Olenek? Uh, oh, no, Olenek's not Russian, is he? He's Ukrainian, I think. Ukrainian. Um, Ar- Artem. Uh-huh. <laughs> Artem, yeah. <laughs> Artem, Artem versus Abid. Oh, there we go. One, no, no, no. no, they tried That's to fine. make that. And and uh, Kavanaugh was like, no. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good job. Good job, Kavanaugh. So save, save your guy the, a life he could have lost. <laughs> I, I doubt Artem would have turned that fight down. He agreed to it, apparently. He said he agreed to it, and his camp said no. So he's like, hmm. They had to save it from himself. I mean, that's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. Some, I, don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't be mad if you threw Zabit on, like, a Fox card and let him headline. Give him, like, a... I mean, uh, but... Like, Korean, where's, where's, where's Korean Zombie? What's he doing now? Oh, zombies <laughs> are... Yeah. No. 
the beat would ooh, no no. Give him dirt. Der- I mean, to be honest, I think he I think he does that to most. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I'm looking at the top fifteen. All right, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna get Duhu Choi. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the beat would wash Miles Jury. Cater just lost. Bectic, that could be cool, but he's I think he's tied up right now. He's got a fight. Um, can't do Moicano. I like the Yair fight, but Yair saying he's he's already got something lined up. So then that leaves you with what Elkins, Korean Zombie, Lamas, Emmett, who's coming off a loss. You know, Jeremy Stevens would probably take that fight. He would. He would. It doesn't make sense for him to take. Stevens would fight it. It doesn't, but he would. He'd, he'd fight anybody. You know who's not ranked, but probably should be? Andre Feely. Yeah, he's Don't do that. Street. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't... So wait, does, does that... we were okay when we were throwing yeah. Emmett to the wolves, but when Feely came up, it was like... <laughs> that's, that's the line. Like, I, I'd say that's Bermuda the line. is, but Bermuda's is out the rankings because he's on a three-fight losing streak. That normally doesn't get you bounced from the rankings, so he must have pissed somebody off. He needs to get a better manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see, though. But, yeah, I, I, I see why you guys are ducking to beat. Um, if you're ignoring that phone call when it happens, I get it. I understand. Like, I, 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 I'm 100% sure Elkins will take the fight. Yeah, I think he would. Too. Maybe I, his, man, his manager is like, no, but... What, are you stupid? I mean, <laughs> the way Elkin fights goes, man, he he'll catch a switch the first round and end up winning by submission. <laughs> I'm almost scared of that fight. <laughs> the damage is real, man. I don't know, Michael Johnson. Johnson. Oh my God, Michael Johnson. Nah, that uh, I don't know. I think Elkins took a part of him. <laughs> He's not gonna get back for a while. <laughs> We'll see though. I, where whoever he fights next, I'm I'm in front of the TV. I'm 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 definitely there. What Josh Emmett? Um, Stokes didn't care. Uh, he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I wouldn't be I mad at that. Like, I'm good with it. And I and I think that that could headline. Like that's that's a headline that I, I think people will watch. I, I yeah. Do that. Right. I'm I'm um, I'm fine with them at I think, well, real quick before we go to the next fight, uh, if, if Emmett comes uh, there with that, uh, that like, Uriah Faber-style type fighting where I'm just going to leap in and throw this overhand, he's, he's going to get a... That fight's not going to go too well for him. I, I, I assume Yair's going to be on that Chicago card because he's from, like, Chicago, right? He trains with, uh, what's his name? Izzy Martinez? Yeah. How about how about your we'll boy Anti Cool? Uh, what's his name? Can't remember his name now. Shane Burns. Enrique Barzola. Uh, say, <laughs> I'm, I'm tight. <laughs> because Enrique Barzola is still on the prelims, and Kyle ba- uh, Bosniak is on the freaking main. Oh college. yeah, I'm with you. But I I'm, I believe I like in Enrique Barzola. Oh, I meant to throw out. This is kind of random. Um. I know we mentioned it before. Leonardo Santos is back. I saw. Yeah. He has a fight. Oh, God. Up. Who's he fighting? I can't remember. Um, God. Is it Kevin? I was like, oh, he's back from the dead because they hadn't given him a fight in, like, ages. Uh... When was his last fight? Three years ago, maybe? 
<laughs> yes, it's been a, no, it was, it's been uh, a bit of... Bissing Henderson 2, which was October 16th. Damn. Where am I lying? I thought I saw he had No, I, I saw it too, so I know you're not making it up. He definitely has one. I cannot... Before the end of the show, I'm going to figure out who it is. Um, this, uh, this next fight... Um, oh, that's a sad one. Can I request that one of you guys... I don't want to talk about this. Like, <laughs> this, this was the one fight when I looked on the card, and I was like, I don't... I don't want to watch this. I I don't want any parts of this fight. And it, this fight went the way I, I kind of thought it would. In a way, it almost went almost a bit worse. I'm, I'm glad his corner... Did his corner stop it or did the ref stop it? His I don't know corner. Who Whoever. His corner. Good on them, man. I, 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 and I think we've had that, that discussion before also. I wish more corners would... Do that, like, listen, man, when your guy's out there, like, getting battered, and it's it's clear that, like, he's just not, he's just not going to win. Like, just just get him out there. Let him live the fight another day. But, um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this fight. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, you can. <laughs> I don't care to elaborate on this really at all. No, no disrespect uh, to, um, Thanks. What did you say? Grootsmacher. Because yeah, he, he, he went out there and did what, what he had to do. He administered a, a beating. Um, Thank you to Joe fight. Lozon. Thank you to Joe Lozon for all the great fights throughout the year. And good time to call it quits now. Yeah, that was kind of my my sentiments after this. Like, yeah, I think you've he's been through so many wars, and it's like, dude, I I just think your body. I I don't think you can take this anymore. Like, especially fighting the way he fights. Like, I, I could see if he adjusted his style, um, but the way he fights, it's just like you you can only have but so many of those before your body's just like, all right, man, we're Time to shut it down, and uh, I think he's hit that point. But um, yeah. You guys have any other any other? <laughs> any, any other I mean thoughts? that was that was all really well said. I just I don't think he's gonna be tired. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. What's his number of fight bonuses? He should be in there Something for the fight bonuses. Yeah. I just don't think he's gonna retire. I think he'll wind up in Bellator. <laughs> or or, you know what though, like. CES MMA is in his backyard. If he wants to have maybe a send-off fight there against a lower, 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 lower level guy to go out on a win, then okay. But, like, I don't, I don't see the point. Watch Joe Lozano go to the fight in Ryzen. Nah, come on now. Oh, Although. Takanori Gomi, Joe Lozano. Again. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind seeing Lozon Aoki in like a grappling competition. Like, that would be interesting, but. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him fight. I don't want to. See... It's uncomfortable now. Yeah, yeah. That that entire, like, second round was just like, I don't need to see Yeah, like, it's just really. I cannot find this Santos fight. Okay, is really so I looked it up. I was going to hold it off for the end. Santos was supposed to fight James Krause, but Krause is hurt, so he's not fighting. Oh my god! So he's gonna have to fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna have to fight someone else. 
Jesus Christ. But I believe that was scheduled for July, so who knows. Plenty of time. Sorry, I lied. I lied to you guys. The, the, the fight was real at one point. I just confirmed it's real. It was, it was real, and then it just... Yeah, it was real. It was real. Yeah. It was taken but away. But Lozon... Uh, and, and then it yeah. wasn't. <laughs> and then it wasn't. Right. Also, real quick, so we don't forget it, shout out to the UFC for putting Bruce Denal into their Hall of Fame. Longtime producer, died recently, so good for them. Good good move. Yeah. Just stop fighting, Joe. All we right. love you. Everybody loves... Like, nobody has a bad word to say about Joe Lozon, but... Right. We, we're, we're concerned. Right. Become like a... Like, yes. you know what he would probably be really good at for the UFC? Is like give him one of those like nog jobs, like the big nog kind of Forrest Griffin job. You know what I mean? Like give him one of those retirements. But like, do, do they still do that anymore? Like they did it for nog because he's in Brazil, but like. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But you could still use Lozon yeah. as like a representative and ambassador of the brand. I think the problem was that Liddell and Hughes were making like serious money, like really <laughs> big money. Yeah. And apparently neither of them took it seriously. I believe that. You know, because Forrest Griffin got the same gig, but I like everybody says Forrest is like a really hard worker, so. Yeah. I think Lozano will be fine after fighting. He seems like a really smart guy. Like, I'm pretty sure after fighting. He's he got will. a gym. I believe that's successful. He's got some fighters on the card, I believe, as well. Like, he yeah. Has... yeah, yeah. Doesn't he have like, a degree in like, computer programming? Yeah, but that Yeah, was, dude, that like, was, he's a really that smart was, like, guy. Like, you know. Nah, I, I, like, how do I put that? Like, I, like, how long ago was that? Like, is that still even applicable? I mean, he's like he's only thirty-one. Not from a, not from that perspective, but just like technology's advanced so much. Like, <laughs> he'll, he'll go learn how to code or something. He'll be alright. I think he will. Right. He'll figure it out. Well, let, I mean, him, like, I, let him run play pass. Dude, he probably could do that. He could do that. I don't know. They tried him as a commentator on CES, I believe, and he wasn't too great at it. But he could probably like get better at it. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are worse commentators. I won't throw anybody's no, name out there. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Oh, um, who's who's on Bellator now? Their cards are getting increasingly harder to listen to. Big John. They? I mean, no, Big John's cool. I actually do like Big John on commentary. <laughs> I hate Chill on commentary. I despise Chill on commentary. Chael's become, like, insufferable. Well, because he's, like, a, he, he, the problem with putting guys, like, because I listened to him do a few other cards, and he's, like, uh, it always comes cool. back to him, so. Uh, um, well, Sean, Sean Grande was on, like, that Friday Bellator card, right? That was him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he came back for a, uh, what was I it? thought they fired him. A, a charity thing. Yeah, he came back for a charity thing. Like, uh, I, wanna, okay. I wanna say some kid, some kid he knows has, like, a disease, and he was taking the money that he used from that was going to go to, you know, the kid. No, oh. good guy. Lozon would probably be better than Jens Pulver. I no, I mean no disrespect to Jens, but Jens is like a fan <laughs> watching a fight. Like he just like. I don't know if you've ever heard Jen Pulver do commentary, but he just like turns into like a dude watching. <laughs> I imagine that's what I would be. That's why I can't remember. I can't remember what fight it was. They had him on like a Fedor card and just randomly in the middle of one of the fights he's just like, Ooh, I love it. Like he just lost his mind <laughs> during the combination and just stopped calling the fight and just started marking out. Oh man. I'm such yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm bashing yeah. commentators. But I, I know if I commentate I'd be terrible. I'd be so biased. Well, you I mean guys, we, it, it wouldn't I, 
You guys, I wouldn't you guys know uh, Nate Robinson, right? The oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. He is such a terrible commentator, but I can't stop listening because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, I would absolutely. I don't like there's got to be like a Nate Robinson commentary highlight reel somewhere on YouTube. Oh, dude, he's done like but three or four games this season, and they've all been great. <laughs> he was a Jen. He was a Pulver of basketball commentary. Let me see. Let's see. Um, Sensei, you've never done commentary up. before. I, I don't think I could do live commentary. I don't think it would work out. What about what about what about? So. We'll we'll find out. Maybe what we'll do is we'll get we'll send you one of these uh one of the they weren't even bare knuckle right they were like glove. We'll send you one of these amateur throwdowns by uh. <laughs> two dudes, and you can dub over commentary. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! Man. I would get fired. So, or I would either get fired my first day, or they would keep me for shock value because I would just be out of control. Because if the guy I'm rooting for is losing, I'm definitely feeling some kind of way. I think we just created the next Macho Man CD uh, request. <laughs> now you got to do commentary on. See, see, this week was so hectic that we couldn't get to your your unfair review of. Yeah, the I, I, I got some complaints. <laughs> oh, you guys don't know how hard that was. I mean, I've listened to it that three was... times, so you can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got I got a bootleg of that when I was a kid. When I was like thirteen, when it came out, somebody went to Jamaica Queens to get a bootleg oh, of "Be a Man." <laughs> Oh my god. I'm mad that somebody in Jamaica Queens in 2003 <laughs> <laughs> selling other other bootleg DVD related that. Oh god. I'm pretty sure the album went gold. Oh, I don't god. doubt it. I, I don't doubt that it probably did triple, pretty good enough. Triple I will not at least had to be. <laughs> I won't doubt it. Pre-streaming there, he, he probably did. But I mean, you know, you also have to now now that you've opened the floodgates, we got to get you to review the original CD. Which is like fifteen oh, wrestler original? songs of them all singing. Oh, the, the wrestlers do their own thing. No, song? they did actual like they they like made songs. Oh no! Okay. Oh, or you, we got to get that Joe oh. Pesci rap. We got to get your opinion on that. Wait, wait. Did did John Moraga ever Pesci do? Rap? Did, I'm sorry. Did Chicano John ever drop a mixtape or something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I'm sure oh, it's out. I'm sure it's out there. Chicano John. I'll look. I'll look that up after we after we finish. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> made a reference that nobody gets. Unfortunate. Or did we? Oh no, we did. We're good. I mean, if you listen Still to this show, you don't know who Chicano John is. I'm just. I'm just saying. I really need. I need Sensei's opinion on that Kurt Angle rap. <laughs> I feel like I heard that and like I don't remember, but I don't remember it. I don't know if I want. I'm not gonna. I can't look so, it up now. It's probably gonna make me feel some kind yeah, of. Yeah, have to listen to the Kurt Angle rap, and then you have to listen to Sexy Kurt. <laughs> oh keep man, lumping them in. Why are there so many wrestlers who did what? <laughs> Macho Man opened a floodgate that like he really did because I think Originals huh. came out like two years after. Oh, and uh, who who else? Oh my god. Although neither, I think Joe Pesci is the best of all, of all non-rappers rapping. Why does Hulk Hogan not have like an album or something? Dude, he does. Oh, I'm sorry, what? But it's like 90s. 
Oh my god, no, Hulk Hogan does have a rap. Yes. I want to be a Hulk If he didn't, if he did. And then, like, it, it's like the worst song ever. It's like the worst album ever. And then, like, the Macho Man one, there's a tribute to a dead person. So you can't really, like, laugh at it anymore. Well, hold on, though. Did, did the Hogan one come before or after the Macho it Man? It came before, but it's like, it's like, how do I put this? Dude, you should listen to it right. I, my God, if we had time, I would tell you to listen to it right now. It's like early '90s, but it's jazzercise rap because it's like it, oh, the no. beat is literally like something you would hear out of like a workout video, it's like oh, like, a, like a, an aerobics video. So he's like rapping over the lamest. This is why Macho Man dissed you. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Can I remember the lyrics? I think it was like always go swimming with a buddy and work real hard and always study <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh no. No, Chicano John Chicano John gets play over that any day. I don't know if no Hulk Hogan might not make it to the playlist. It's on here. It's on YouTube. Oh Lord. After we record I will plunge into the world of wrestler rap. <laughs> you already plunged in, now it's like Oh yeah, I did. I did. I died. It's like in. black tar now. It's in your it's in your veins. It's never going away. <laughs> Oh, boy. Right. All right, so these next couple um, fights. All right, two of these I remember. The other two I don't remember as much because I've not rewatched them. Uh, But uh, Karolina Kovlokovic, sorry, I know I butchered that, and Felice Herrick, um, I I feel like I owe Karolina an apology. I thought Felice was going to pull off his win. And I realized after about the first round that it was not um, what I had in my head did not translate to what happened in the real world. Um. <laughs> That's life, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Thoughts of this fight? Um, don't clinch with Carolina. It does not. It will not <laughs> go well for you. Um, if you clinch with Carolina, you will get elbowed repeatedly. You will get kneed repeatedly, and just bad things are going to happen. Um, I guess for some reason in this fight, I thought Felice, not, like in no way I thought she was going to be able to hang on the feet. But I thought maybe like she'd be able to work in her grappling more. And like, I don't know, kind of just like gut out maybe like a really close fight. Maybe take a split decision, which I'm not sure how this fight went to split decision. But that's, that's another story. <laughs> but um, boy, Carolina just kind of, um, I mean, Felice made it competitive. It's not like she wasn't doing anything, but you you, you got the sense of who was winning this fight, <laughs> who wasn't. Um, yeah, I think I said this when we did the our little uh, when we did our women's uh, dedication episode. Hint to hint, you guys should check that out. But um, when Carolina's on her A game, like it's it's um it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like just really good clinch work, um, really like Chris striking. Just everything is on point. All cylinders are firing. Um, that nice sweep she did for that moment where they did hit the ground, like that was really cool to see. Um, yeah, man, Felice was, I mean, um, Carolina was just on point this entire fight. And like I said, just her clinch work is, is just crazy. Like the elbows and knees that she punishes people with for clinching is, is wild to watch. So... Yeah, I, th- I thought Felice was going to pull this off, but um, I guess she'll have to wait another day. But, I mean, albeit 
she had a good streak going. You know, I don't think this is a loss. Like, you know, it's not like she's done or anything. But she she ran into some stiff competition, and um, I mean, kind of like we said, man, the top five of this division, man, it's it's a steep climb once you hit that top five. Like that gap is, that gap is real. <laughs> like these are like the final bosses when you hit the top five, and it just it. For anybody who have ever played Soul Calibur, if you remember the Legendary Souls mode, like this, this is what that top five is like. It gets real when you get to the top five. But yeah, awesome performance from from Carolina, man. Just beautiful clinch work, great striking, just all around good game, man. It was hard to watch because I thought Felice was gonna win, but nonetheless, really, really impressive from Carolina. <coughs> Um, my favorite part about Carolina's game is when she finds something that works, she'll just do it a hundred times until it doesn't work anymore. So when she found, like, when she got to the clinch and she landed, like, one elbow on Herrig, the next time she literally just threw, like, 15 elbows over the top. <laughs> so, uh, she's, she's like a, she's a snowball fighter, right? Once she find like when she gets going, she gets going. And it's like hard to knock her off her um, to, you know, knock her off the trail. But uh, like, to her credit, Harry did a good job. Like she fought well. I don't think she earned like. I I don't know how one of the judges gave her the fight, but um, like just the volume wasn't there. She had uh, she had her hurt in the third round and decided to go for the double underhook to try to get the takedown, which was dumb. But uh, uh, once Car- like w- once Carolina was like got, it wasn't even just the clinching. Like once the the clinching opened up um, her strikes from range. Where like at one point she was just outboxing the crap out of Herrig, and like Herrig was having all the trouble in the world just trying to find her. Um, but towards the the beginning of the third and the end of the second round, like you, you could feel like Kowalkowicz was just pulling away with it. Um, but she's just a really um, what you call it? De- I don't want to say dependable, but like consistent. She's really consistent with what she's going to do, or with her approach to a fight. Um, like I don't know if this was enough to like jettison her above um to leap for her to leapfrog Andrage. It might be just because she has the win over uh, over Rose, but like, yeah, I'm not upset about it, especially if she fights like this. Uh, I think that's God Stokes. Oh, oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh Christ! All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess no. Uh, I, I totally blanked on what I was trying to say. Uh, Felice's corner telling her that she was winning like the stand-up exchanges after like the second round was pretty crazy. After she took like 40 standing and clinch elbows to the face. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, I, I, I personally want to see Rose and Carolina run it back. So she's my pick for the next title shot. That's about it. Carolina, you know what Carolina reminds me well, what she kind of reminds me of? is She's like a three-point shooter who, once it goes in, it's just going to keep going in. Like, kind of like Anti-Cool mentioned about mo- a momentum. 
once she figures something out, like once she gets a little confidence going in her striking, it's so hard to stop her because she's got a great, she's always got good awareness as to where she is. So she never gets stuck. Um, she's good in the clinch. She's good at range and her wrestling is really underrated by a lot of people. So she's kind of like the perfect, well-rounded fighter. Uh, did get a little worried about her getting rocked at the end of that fight. Then again, if you throw as much as she does, you're bound to put yourself in a bad spot once or in a while. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. Like, I, some people were not happy with the fight, but I thought it was perfectly fine. Yeah, really? Well, I saw a few complaints that it was, like, too, like, technique-wise, there were complaints about <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. And typical women's MMA kind of complaints, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, okay. Like, I don't necessarily know what you'd say about that fight. I mean, we, we saw a fight that had some technique-related problems in it, but, um... I like Carolina's just a really likable fighter, I think. Seems seems cool, you know, seems like she's got a like she's likable, I think. And she fights really like her fights are entertaining, so I don't you know. I'm happy she won. And Feliz, Car- if you if you hurt somebody and you clinch with them, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the moral of that, that fight. <laughs> So don't clinch. Dude, dude, find something else. What was up, Stokes? Don't, don't do gonna say something? <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Carolina's the Clay Thompson of MMA. Once that three goes in, then yeah, it's like, not missing. She's, <laughs> she's like the person who comes off the bench and sparks that 12-0 run. Like, <laughs> she, she's a maybe momentum she, fighter. Maybe she's Kyle Corver, then. She's coming yeah, that bench. was actually what I was thinking, Kyle Corver. <laughs> I want to join in on the basketball comparisons, but <laughs> every time I think about the NBA, I think about Kawhi Leonard, and it oh, hurts. I'm sorry. Apologize. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> can't make, can't bring up basketball. We can't bring up. <laughs> we can't do anything on here but talk about fights and dollars. <laughs> <laughs> fuck fuck uh, Zaza. At least we'll... I hate Zaza. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope the Spurs get the Warriors in the first round so then fucking they can injure someone on there. Just go for injuries at this point. Yeah, we we can lose. Just go for injuries, man. Just this is start this elbowing is, this people. This is outrageous. This is we're advocating violence on yep. athletes among like this is un- do what Carol do what Carolina oh did. Oh my god, this, this is, is un- they tie up on they tie up under the post trying to get the rebound. Just elbow straight to the un- chest. This is unfair. How- Anical, you're the they adult do. here. Stop this. Someone needs Dude, to my go favorite moment in on. NBA history is the is the brawl at the palace. Oh. I'm like, Dallas <laughs> at the palace. I want it to hey, be those known. Fans, I don't. I don't approve of this. Those, those fans definitely deserve. Those, that. Yeah, those fans deserve that shit. They deserve that. Because the guy who threw that beer, that's on your conscience for the rest of your life. You caused a lot of beatdowns that did not need to happen. That poor gentleman who thought he could stand up with Ben Wallace. <laughs> and the poor guy. Who, <laughs> the poor guy who caught the run and punch from Jermaine O'Neal. Oh my this God. Is, this that's all. Un, that's all on un, your hands. Unfair. We do not advocate this. <laughs> you go to a game, you sit down, you cheer, you don't, don't, don't get in any fracases. Yeah. Once you throw the beer, man, that's all bets are out the window. Oh God. All I, bets are out the window. If if it wasn't the Warriors, I wouldn't be saying this. But since it is the Warriors, I'm all for it. Oh, see, this is un unrealistic, unfair. <laughs> and Anna Cole, I'm disappointed you didn't stop this. You're supposed to be the mature. <laughs> Are you really surprised, though? You know what? Now I'm... 
<laughs> now that I think about it, perhaps this is perhaps yeah. this is accurate. <laughs> oh man. Um this next fight, not a lot to elaborate because it didn't even last a minute. Um Olivier Aubin Mercier and Evan Dunham. Evan Dunham started out pretty good, came out guns blazing. Um he landed a pretty good I can't remember if it was a right or a left. He he tagged him with a pretty good shot, like at the very beginning, giving him pressure. Um I know everybody talks about the knees, but I didn't notice for the second time I watched it. He caught him with a really good body shot before the knees even happened. And I think that was actually the start of it all. Because he caught, he hit Dunham with a left to the body, and it definitely, like, backed him up a little bit. Like, he wasn't quick to be so aggressive anymore. And then right after that, first knee happens, and you can tell Dunham felt it. And then second knee comes, he drops, and that's about it. Kind of all she wrote. And, uh... Yeah, Olivier gets uh, pretty much say that's the biggest win of his career, and he got it via stoppage, which is you know can't ask for anything better. So yeah, can't not really much elaborate. It was only a minute long, but great win for Mercier. That's a really big win. You need to do something with that mustache, though. I don't, <laughs> think that looks, um, <laughs> I don't know if that's for you, man. I'll just you you gotta know, get... really it shouldn't be for anybody, but some people manage to like make it their thing. I don't know if that's for you. I think you should try something else. But, uh, yeah. Uh, crap. Uh, I was going to say something. Now, is Olivier... Uh, uh, let me just call him Ohm. Because I can't speak <laughs> French. Is Ohm now the best Canadian fighter, men's Canadian fighter there is right now? Or how? In, in the UFC. In the, in UFC. the UFC, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't it's even like, know if I, <laughs> you're probably right, but I also kind of don't want to say that. It's like, like him. Yeah, because I can't. Breeze, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Misha Sirkinov. As Arj- you're saying, I'm like gagging on the concept. Like <laughs> Arjun Buller, Buller. Arjun Bular. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait. He's gonna wear his turban, and people are gonna get mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the rage. Oh boy! No, man. he might be. Maybe. I mean, do do we still think Hakeem Duwadu can be that guy? I mean, maybe, but he's not that guy now. Mm. Um, Theodoro. His first fight did not. Uh, no. Nah. no. This is some real slim pickings type shit right now. I tell you that much. I mean... <laughs> the real question is: Is Olivia going to change his name to Canadian Gang? <sighs> These are the questions that need to question. The Canadian porn star with that mustache. That stash is just not. It's not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has, looks he, like has he's he been sporting 15. that? It looks more like a. <laughs> it does look like a rebellious teenager facial hair, right? Like. I didn't realize Olivier has had this many fights in the UFC. Really? He's mostly a prelim guy, so it's like if you're if you're not like hawked in on all the prelims, especially for those Canadian cards, it's easy to forget him. Oh, and he's, he's he's uh, normally he's pretty forgettable, but he was great. So, according to MMA math, he can't be the best Canadian fighter because he lost to Lapree. But we know how MMA math works. Lapree lost to what the hell's his name? This fifty-seven-year-old Brazilian lightweight, Trinaldo. <laughs> he lost Trinaldo. Trinaldo lost. I think this is more about a Canadian Trinaldo. MMA. 
<laughs> Ronaldo uh, was Ronaldo was the oldest guy in MMA. We just Him or Romero, probably like. Yeah, there's no way their their birth certificates are, are lying. Whatever <laughs> age it says they are, you gotta add like ten. <laughs> you are Romero. Romero just keeps himself in, you know, he's in physical enough shape that it's like, hey, He's whatever. the same age as his translator, we just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but Trinaldo looks every bit of, like, 58. He's, uh, he's up there. Um, yeah, pretty pretty big win for, for Mercier. Um, How did Mercier beat that? Ah, oh, God, I'm trying to work this. I'm trying to MMA math it back to OAM. Go ahead, keep going. So he beat uh. See, I feel like his nose uh, other than Dunham. You got Dober. No OAM. Um, I like. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a a, oh, a, a priest, priest to OAM connection. I don't know. I don't know. We dub him. He's, he's Canada's goat right now. And and I say Canada, Canada's yeah, goat in the UFC. <laughs> I mean, they have, they have, uh, you have to earn your place at the table. Let's be real. There you go. This next fight. This is what they get for um, turning their back on Robbie, uh, Rory, Rory Mac. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he took his turtle, took his turtleneck elsewhere. He's, he's doing good things with himself. So, good job, Rory. They should fight for Canada's. That would be a mauling. Would it be? A I mall? mean, he, he's a lightweight and a small one at that. Oh yeah, that is that. McDonald's like a middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, right. Let, me, let, me, let me not throw him out there. He, he doesn't need that. Future heavyweight, what are you talking about? No, true, yeah, true. He future, uh, future heavyweight Bellator champion, Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Head kick over... Um, A fight know. between OAM and Zabit would look like... I'm trying to think of... Like a junior high fight? Like Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> look like a fight over... I don't know, who's, who's the hot band these days? Like mm-hmm. tickets for that? It's like a fight that would have like a Paramore concert or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a the fight 19, that totally happens 75. outside. Of- <laughs> this is the millennial mosh pit. <laughs> like, like straight up, OAM, oh, OAM yeah. just looks like a a fifteen year old who got on like the juice. Are you making an allocation there? No, I'm saying that he has a he has a very young face. <laughs> It, took the juice it, it and it just makes, gave him the mustache. It makes me uncomfortable. So what if we do OAM, Zabit, and uh, Duho Choi as like a crime solver, like teenage crime solvers? <laughs> oh my god. Like case closed? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Alright, these these next two fights we can kind of... It looks like 30% of kids I went to high school. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Uh, we talking OAM, Choi, or uh, Zabit? Uh, OAM. I was about to say, if OAM was definitely like Zabit, OAM was like definitely like the junior. High. I, I definitely knew some kids who had the uh, the same um, all around hairstyle of Zabit. I see. Chest after I think OAM, to be should keep probably the hair, a new thing we gotta we gotta get going. Go OAM. We'll get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right after Sam Alvey. 
Sage Northcutt and a long list of other celebrity guests. <laughs> but, uh, this next fight, Ashley Evan Smith, Beck Rawlings. Um, I didn't rewatch this fight. All I remember is Evan Smith put pause on Beck Rawlings. That's what I remember. Uh, Ashley Evan Smith looked old as crap. And by old, I mean like she was like she was moving through water. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah, like somebody like like a villain out of Shadow of the Colossus, just real slow. Uh, oh man! How did Beck Rollins think she won that fight? By the way, I have no idea, because um, from my recollection, um, yeah, she just kind of ate some hands. And then I I posted this on Twitter. Every time you deny the hand tap, you catch the hands. So do the hand tap in the beginning. <laughs> Because when, when you deny the hand touch, you, well, you know, well, it comes well, back What about Anti-Cool's favorite fighter, Alex Hernandez? He didn't, I don't think he touched gloves, right? He just flew right out of him. Oh, no. He, okay. uh, oh, fairness, that wasn't a fake glove touch. Yeah, right. yeah, I will, I will say that. Yeah, his was not a fake that, glove That was just legit, I'm going to come out here and beat your ass. <laughs> and kill you, yeah. <laughs> he was motivated yeah. by he the was snub that day. gave him. I mean... See, I haven't been on since then, so I gotta, I gotta, we gotta point that out. You snubbed poor Alex Hernandez. I, and I, I pointed that out. Oh, I you can't I, turn I, that on me. Oh my god, it was like thirty shows ago. <laughs> oh man, yeah, not not much to dissect about the fight. Evan Smith got Beck Rollins out of here. Beck like, Rollins is now seven and eight, and like two and five in the UFC. I don't know. Like Artem was fine at the, with that record, so. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Unless Beck Rawlings is secretly dating Conor McGregor. Uh, Man, a lot of allegations being thrown around in this <laughs> this bad boy. I mean, you're the one who said they were about as close as Misha Tate and Brian Caraway. When did I say that? Hold on, now time out. Hold on, hold on. I want to get this. I want to clear this up right now. Matching tattoos does not make does not a couple make. I, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm just saying. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I think the conversation was something like, uh, "I th- I said I think Caraway and Tate are a little closer than um than Lobov and McGregor." Oh. <laughs> Your reply was, uh, I, "I think it's I think it's pretty comparable besides the obvious." Well, I, well, I, well, it is obvious. I mean, I they're think not, that's fair. I, well, I'm no, sure, wait. They're, they're probably Tate, closer now. Yeah, now because Tate and Caraway are no longer an, an I team. So, which um, the commentators made sure to bring <laughs> up on that poor guy's last fight. Caraway yeah. should have jumped the cage. I would have jumped. <laughs> oh yeah, they aired out all of his laundry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Didn't she get pregnant like right after she left him? Something like that. Yeah, well, good for good for good for that fellow. Good for. Regional MMA fighter, insert name here, whose name I forget. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so can we insert any fighter into that insert name here? Yeah, it's it, it, it's Ivan Cornley or whatever his name Congratulations, is. Congratulations, Jose Shorty Torres. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I took that a completely different way. <laughs> oh, what you, hold on, let's go that route. <laughs> Congratulations, oh, Joelle. Yeah, she's never going to... She, She's never gonna come on this show. Joel Romero? Um, no, uh, Misha Tate. Do you think if we told Joel Romero we were a religious chat, like he would? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Did you hear his answer? Uh, when you said insert fighter, oh, okay. when, when when you said insert fighter name here, I thought you meant like this was me yeah, like, getting random <laughs> like that. Like yeah. Is that supposed to Right, I was like, I don't think she does she get down like that. No, like, I don't get that vibe. He's from dating her. some regional MMA fighter. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Well, Romero, <laughs> we just cleared this up. I mean, Yo Romero is not a regional MMA fighter. He can be whatever he wants to be. I mean, that's also true. No. How did we get on this track? I mean, that was. I have no idea. <laughs> Me or Simon say, or Simon say, <laughs> it's gonna be rude. We can't get fighters on the show now because they're gonna realize we're talking about their no, teammates. No, she's retired. <laughs> Dude, we talk yeah, in the highest cool. of praise of Yoel Romero. He does no wrong in my Dude, opinion. I put eight Misha Tate fights on my top 25 women's fights. All time. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. If, yeah, she, we if did. she can't appreciate that, then she doesn't deserve to be on the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. You're talking about getting fighters on the show. We got one guy who said, fuck TJ Dillashaw's whole family. And now you want to be concerned about this? <laughs> little, did you know, little did you know that TJ Dillashaw's actually been on the line the whole time. Good. Right. <laughs> and now introduce him. That's all the show, folks. <laughs> Oh boy, this last fight. Remember, he lives 20 minutes within where your parents live. He's on with a dolly, though. So you might want to, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to be careful. We've got some chairs. Oh, yeah, actually, I'm going to Oh, yeah, yeah. So one by the so they're all just plastic chairs. So it's like, he'll, he'll be all right. It's all beach chairs. Oh, man. Yeah, she, she won by unanimous decision. Oh. Uh, last fight on the card, Devin Clark, Mike Rodriguez. Um, Mike Rodriguez landed some pretty powerful shots when he was able to, but Devin Clark just kind of kept going for takedowns and just stayed in his face the entire time. They look like a weight class apart. But I don't know if Rodriguez was really big or Clark was just kind of an undersized 205er. Because he kind of looks like he should uh, be a middleweight. Clark stabbed that middleweight, I believe, right? He was, he was the middleweight champion in... Or fair was he the light heavyweight champion? I can't remember. Oh wow! No, he he was too old for us. He should go down the middle. He's a pretty small. You know what? Father. But I, I, you know, what? yeah, I remember Dana White when he went to go because he was looking for the fight guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana White was like, "Yo, you're 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 fighting a two five, but you're really a middleweight." And like Devin Clark was like, "Yeah," and then he fought a middleweight and lost. <laughs> Nicholson, <yeah>. Lord. <laughs> Wait, was Nicholson at one eighty five or was it at two hundred five? At uh, one eighty five. That's the, yeah, the spitting back fist. Why are we even trying to be accurate <laughs> with facts right now at this point? I mean, we are nothing if we, we try. Oh, my God. I'm That's trying the, to think of some of the people who we all have mutual followings on Tumblr with. And this is going to be fun. <laughs> some people can... <laughs> There's somebody on Tumblr. We started off good. We went so far off the Jody reason. Meeks Mill is going to have all kinds of, all kinds of comments. I, I feel like... I should point out that there was somebody from SGB Ireland, like the John Cavanaugh team, who did follow like me on um, Tumblr. I can't remember who it is because he used to tell me stories about like, Conor McGregor. Really? Yeah, not, nothing crazy. Just, no, like, not like that. Just, I didn't know. Like I, 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 I only, I don't know. I didn't know that. I think I. That's interesting. 
That's yeah. like when uh when what's his name? The highlight of my life when Tiago might have to reblog one of my things or whatever he did. I can't remember. Yeah, uh wait, who was it? Oh. Courtney Casey's uh like stepdaughter? Courtney Casey. I like Courtney Casey, so we're good yeah. there. Yeah, her stepdaughter like follow like reblogged. I don't think she followed me, but she reblogged the thing like, "Oh, that's my stepmom." Oh wow, cool. We're like, never gonna get anybody from what is the brain training center or whatever that. Where is it at? The who? The the muscle the former muscle farm. Uh, the the where where does Alpha Brain? Something like that. Where does TJ? Oh, uh, the the Lovewood camp. Yeah, what is it called? Wasn't it like rain training? No, rain is a. Uh... That was Muscle Farm. There we go. We're not getting anybody from there. So no Neil Magny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No uh, Chaps Brown. Sorry, we cut those. I, I, Nothing against. I feel like we called Neil Magny an overachiever too much. <laughs> for him, for him <laughs> to want to come on the show. I don't think Neil has much grandeur about his. His athletic ability. Uh, you, you never know, man. Some of these people, just, they're prideful. Totally. And, you know, they're out there training every day. And uh, we, we're nice, too. Well, okay, well, one of us. I, I mean, I, I like Magny. We do. No, no, wait, no, no, no. I no, think, not, we, I think we do Magny. a fair job. We're not dissing Neil Magny. I'm just saying, like, that. <laughs> Anybody who's ever, like, shook hands with TJ Dillashaw has to be, like, persona non grata at this point to ever, ever appear on this thing. <laughs> We had, we had we do. Shorty Torres we, on the show. Well, <laughs> he's a Chicago guy. They do whatever they want to do. Yeah. I think we're fair on the show. If you do something bad, we'll call you out. But if you do a good performance, we'll, we'll give you your, your just... You cannot be a professional athlete and be sensitive. Just the rule of rule of thumb. Can't. Don't tell well, them. Well. Well. <laughs> no, because then you're going to get anti-cool started on whether or not fighters are athletes or sports entertainers. <laughs> Not doing sports that. entertainers. In I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> another episode for another day. But um, oh yeah, did I mention that Devin Clark won? No. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> Dev, Devin Clark won unanimous decision. Um, so yeah, that, that was UFC 220. I, I don't think the train in Unbreakable crashed as fast as this thing has. <laughs> it took us like three hours to get to this point. Yeah, we're at, we're at three hours and two and minutes. Let, oh wow! <laughs> let, let's be fair. Let, first off, that's less than the the last one I was. And yeah, was well, like, that's actually shorter than the. Yeah, we went almost. Yeah, long. well, let's just we were, be let's just be fair. Us coming off, us falling apart. This whole week has fallen apart. So like, it's fitting. We're fitting into the right. <laughs> we're following. We're we're following the groundwork that was already. I mean, yeah, everything is Connor's fault. And we're suing him. It's Connor and whoever the guy with the trench coat, coat with the cord. <laughs> whoever that mysterious person is. You, you saw all your... I, I blame Charlie Ward also as well. So, Is there a reason? I mean, because Buffondo a... threw him on his face. <laughs> and, since, that's, and he was also the guy responsible for Connor jumping the cage. Stokes, do you have anybody you want to blame no. right now? I think I have an idea, but... <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I see. Okay. Ah, oh, boy. Well, that was uh, that was UFC two twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> that was UFC past three years we just went through. 
Oh man. Did you guys um, all things considered? Did you guys know Gorba Fundo got cut? Yeah. Dude, he was let's be what? fair about <laughs> poor poor sensei wants to wrap this fucking thing up, but <laughs> Hold on, I didn't know he got cut. When like did this month ago? Like a month ago. But they <laughs> found like let's be realistic. He was just there to lose to Charlie Ward. Like they found <laughs> him he had been out of the sport for like two years. His last fight was like a DQ loss. Like they just they just wanted somebody to lose to Charlie Ward. And he couldn't even do that right. So <laughs> he did, he, oh. he did the exact opposite. Went through, went through business for himself. <laughs> he KO'd himself, oh, so it wasn't boy. even like Buffondo had a chance to do anything. <laughs> he cut himself. Just just to be fair, just before we before we completely lose our uh shout out to Titan FC for giving a championship belt to uh well, what's the name of the high school? I can't even remember. Uh, this uh, Stone Mason, or Stone yeah. Mason, or Mason Douglas. Stone Stone. Oh yeah, Stone I was, I was Douglas. Stoneman Douglas. I'm bad with. I can't remember my own school freaking name. So, uh, Marjorie Stoneman uh, Stone Mason Douglas High School. Okay, yeah, because you know. Wait, no, that's wrong. That for, well, Jesus, it's wrong. <laughs> yes. This was supposed to be sentimental. I mean... Stoneman Douglas, like I had said. Yeah, like you said. Uh, for people who think that that might have been a fake gesture, uh, they did a show like right after that happened, and Lexic Band was like crying in the cage, so I know that that's a legitimate thing he wanted to do. So. Good for Titan FC. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good card from... like I caught bits and pieces of it. it like, oh, and also from Titan FC, the main event... Um, it was Jason Soros, right? Yes. And I can't remember his opponent's name. Luis Gomez. Luis Gomez. So the commentator, uh, the, the play guy, complains for like the entire second and third round that um, that Gomez was going to the ground with uh, Soros. Like he, he was very upset. He's like, he's going to get himself submitted. He's going to get himself submitted. Like why doesn't he strike with him? He's beating him on the feet. And then the fourth round, like ten seconds in. Soros just cracks Gomez with the right hand <laughs> and then takes his back and subs him. And then he, then he was just forced to sit there and shut up. <laughs> Who was it? Because normal Kamara Usman does commentary, but Usman was at the uh, the depressor. Oh, yeah. Was it, didn't he fight with, like, Cutlington or something? Or somebody? I, 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 it's not a fight unless things are thrown. Uh, it was Joe Ferraro. Oh, showdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's remember the old days of MMA backstage fights where it's like. That's a normal thing. Two guys just shouting <laughs> at one another. The bar has been raised. I know. You got to uh, throw something. And you know, John yeah, Jones is going to run up it. So now, like, the next time he fights, he's like. <laughs> he's going to. He's bringing. <laughs> He's bringing the car with him. Oh, wait. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute now. John Jones is from my neck of the woods. I will not appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The whole time the Connor thing was happening, I was like, I kind of miss John Jones right now. Oh, he got on Twitter <laughs> really to, to put a... Did you, you guys didn't see him and Tyson Griffin? I haven't heard or seen from Tyson well, Griffin since. Tyson Griffin apparently, <laughs> since, like... Since the Gomi incident. He, he said something like, 
Connor's going to lose his, his Burger King deal the way that John Jones lost his Nike deal. And John Jones must have, like, he must be, like, one of those guys who, uh, what is the term that they use for Twitter? Uh, well, he tagged him. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, okay, he tagged him. I was about to yeah. say, like, he must vanity search like a motherfucker because he got in there real quick. <laughs> Hey man, don't 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 disrespect the goat. <laughs> oh man, I know Michael Chandler does that because um, God, I want to say it was a boxing match. Like, so one of the guys got hit. Like he got hit and just obviously forgot he was in a fight and started walking to his corner. <laughs> like he he turned around and everything. I'm like, oh crap, he, this guy's having a Michael Chandler moment. And Michael Chandler tweets me. <laughs> was, it a nasty, was it a nasty little message? No, like, I, I, I think it was like, well, it was passive aggressive. It was like, yeah, that happened to me, so what? Oh, only like, well, he kind of laughed it off a little I bit. have a great vanity search story. Um, so, this was when Glory was trying to get on, was on Spike, and they were really working to figure out, like, how to, like, boost themselves up or whatever, like, just to get some notoriety. And I was like, you know, Glory has great shows. I'm talking to someone else on Twitter, like, great shows. The production values are normally really good. Like, this should be a product that has a little bit more steam behind it. And we were just debating, discussing some of the fighters, and I'm like, you know, like, I really want to like Bazooka Joe Valentini, but I don't know anything about him, and they never tell me anything about him. And fucking he tweeted me. <laughs> and he was like, well, what do you, he's like, what do you want to know about me? And I'm like, I just, I, like, you're a great fighter. I wish I knew something about you. So, uh, Bazooka Joe Valentini, good guy. See, I would ask for a social security number. Had I been had I been invited on the DTP earlier, I would have been like, "Come on our podcast, so we can we can we can we can listen to." I like and I will give it a shot, Joe Valentini. It's weird in the time in the short time I've been on Twitter, I I don't put people's name in because I'm I don't want to get. <laughs> I try I, Twitter is hard for me sometimes because I have to. I really have to restrain from posting certain things because I don't want to be one of those guys that goes viral for the wrong reasons. I, I, I try to, I, I try to PG thirteen myself. Like six months after I tweeted something, Anthony Christian Dulu. Do you remember him? Oh, the Greek dude. Yeah, he. I, I tweeted something like he's a, like he's a good like guy to have like to get rounds with. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like a worker. He's a, he's like um enhancement talent. <laughs> he, t- he tweets me like six months later. Um, damn, I always hated those guys. LOL. <laughs> I uh, like speaking of him. Like I've heard of him. I can't remember who it was. It was like he's not UFC caliber, and he responded nicely and was like, "Look, I worked my way up to the UFC. Can you not say that?" <laughs> and and the dude apologized. So you know, good for him. Uh, See, that's when I would feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I try I try not to like get too harsh on people. You don't want to get into a, you realize, like, a, a Man, I don't I don't I don't wanna get into one of those those spats. I don't I don't wanna do that. Man. I don't know, there might be one guy out there I probably wouldn't care. I'm trying to think. Somebody who I wouldn't care about if I got in a spat with Connor. There's at least one person, I just can't think get of. Get into it with Connor, that'll make you make you some Nah, he's he's got enough going on. I'm trying to think of dudes who but, really uh, engage in like arguments with it. Dominic Cruz does it all the time. I don't know. <laughs> he seems like he seems like he would. And I like Dominic Cruz. And, I can see him just being very sarcastic and He is, but he's got bad grammar, so it's hard to be like <laughs> it kind of blows the fact that he's really intellectual. It like blows the gimmick almost a little bit. 
Didn't he like drop out of high school or something? Probably, but he's like like maybe he's he always comes off as really smart. Yeah. And then you'll see a typo and you're like, that's a gimmick buster right there, brother. Why do I remember <laughs> like one of the WEC like <laughs> countdown shows like Dominic Cruz was talking about like I got kicked out of my house at ten years old for partying too much. I remember this vague. I remember that because then the follow-up was like he gave up partying until his fighting career is done. He's like, then I'll do all my partying. Like, but those like, are he was, like, he was hella I mean, young. He's got, he's, he's got the b-boy moves. You can see. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Cruz would be a part of the teenage uh, detective squad that we're working on here because he looks way younger than he has. He has he ever had facial hair? He's got like scruff. No. Could you imagine Duho Choi with that OAM mustache? Oh, Lord. <laughs> that would be t- terrifying. Yeah, that's not a guy we want to fight. That is not a guy we want to fight. You couldn't really focus. Like, trying to think of- I think I would just try to punch the mustache because it would be distracting me. And I would just want to get, like, I want to punch it off. <laughs> um, that reminds me of, uh, I guess, the last story we'll tell. Uh, I was at like an amateur, not an amateur, yeah, an amateur boxing fight, and one of the dude had stretch marks, and his corners, the other corner's entire advice was aim for the stretch marks, <laughs> 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 which is right up there with uh, Derek Nobles. You're losing to a man with these. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I really, I, I can't wait to go to this fight next week. I hope my seats are good enough that I can hear corner man. Because that's like my favorite thing about combat sports is just listening to corner advice. Because it's either really good or it's god right terrible. But so I what's it. the last card you went to? Because I know you're very frequently at events. Um, what was the last card? It was either that. What was what was the last Sacramento card? Oh, uh, Paige and Watterson. Oh, oh okay. We should all go to a Brent Primus card. Why? What's the what's the what's the issue there? <laughs> Talking about people who will never be on the DTP. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have forgotten who Brent Primus was about forty times on this. It happens once and... a week. Yeah, nobody. We never remember that he's champ. Just we never. Like, I'm, I'm sure. uh, to, to our credit, he hasn't defended his belt oh yet. God. To our credit, he probably forgets himself sometimes. Oh, Jesus. He's still searching for validation over the channel. Like, like, his tweet after, like, Jen was like, I didn't, like, I don't feel like I lost. Because I think he went on, like, the the MMA hour and, like, talked about the loss. Like, he tweeted Michael Chandler. It's like, come on, guy, you know you lost. Like, (laughs) like, it, it wasn't like, come on, like, I beat your ass. It's like, come on, like, I need this. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair judging yeah. by the buy rate of that event i don't think anybody knows that michael chandler lost <laughs> exactly he's still the champion oh, if you lose the belt and no one's sorry. around to see it like are you did you really lose <laughs> all right sorry brent it's not personal i don't i've never said Probably a bad not... thing about brent primus i'm not in on this one all right <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a nice I mean, guy. We barely Just... ever say a damn thing about Brent Primus because we forget about right. it. <laughs> but well, this is the biggest support. I mean, at least we're talking about you. Yeah. Like, right. I want to see him fight yeah. again. 
That's just I haven't seen you in so long that I kind of forget you were ever there. Man, I defended him getting the title shot on pay per view. Is this like when you're going through old family photos and you're like, oh shit, I didn't, I forgot about cousin. Right. <laughs> he showed up at that one cookout that one time. And you remember what he did and you're like, oh yeah, that's why he didn't show up to any. <laughs> that, that, that sums up Brett Travis' career. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. We're never going to get any sponsors. Anymore. I was going to make a fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm just man. saying he lost to Garstone Santos, so I'm gonna throw that out there. God. Brent Primus, you're number one in my book, buddy. In Bellator. Oh. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta make up the rest of you. He's number one. Number one lightweight. Khabib, no problem. Oh boy. Oh man. So That's next week. I'm down. Hey, man, he got that leg kick of death. I don't know what he might not have an answer for that, man. How long have we been doing this podcast currently? Uh, we're at three hours and 16 <laughs> minutes. minutes. Nobody remembered that. We forgot to mention that Brock came back. <laughs> yeah. so that's another thing. I, like, I get it's wrestle. Like, I, I get, like, you got this big news and, like, whatever, but, like, why would you? Oh, God. What's up? No, I, was, I got ESPN on the background, and like one of these, like I don't even know what this is. F one, mm-hmm. like uh, when the guy, the pit crew got caught up in the tire. Oh Jesus! Jesus! It just Christ. got launched. <laughs> Why are you? Laughing? Oh, oh my God! I'm assuming he's fine. Oh, oh, okay, what an assumption to make. He just got launched from a tire. <laughs> he's okay. I'm sure, he's fine. It, we better not find out he died tomorrow. I mean, if, if, if so, it's on them for pairing it. Oh my god. Oh so, man. Uh, <laughs> I so, forgot what I was saying. We're gonna talk about Brock. why are they bringing Brock back, and Brock's just gonna fail his drug. Did test. you see DC respond to the news that Brock might fight for the title? <laughs> yeah, hilarious. The happiest man of all time. I mean, I would be too if I was DC. No. I'd watch DC versus Brock. Fuck. I mean, watch Brock first anybody. DC. Okay, what about it's, Brock it's, versus it, Brett Primus? Is that coming next? I mean, Brett Primus stands a good chance of beating Brock. Brock don't want none of that smoke. He don't want any of those problems. Primus via leg kick. What about Brock against all the fights <laughs> at once? I think Khabib beats him. Oh, I, I, t- I take oh, Khabib God. over Brock. So if Khabib beats... I'll oh, watch this. So Khabib beats Brock, but you think Eddie Alvarez beats... Khabib. I didn't say I think he beat. I think I said that's a top. I'm fight pretty sure. Him. I'm pretty sure that that was said. I think that was said. Okay, so we're working through this. Khabib beats Brock, and Alvarez, according to the Anti Cole, beats Khabib, and that means McGregor's the best fighter of all time because he beats Alva. He beat Alvarez, so there we go. No, that means Nate Diaz. So is McGregor the can't. Of all time. No, because he beat Nate Diaz. No, but none of them can beat Primus. But what are we? Nate <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Nate Diaz finished McGregor, so that, uh, his well, that doesn't more. mean anything. It, it means no, way it more. That's not yeah. okay. It, Brent, Brent he Primus, made McGregor quit. He uh, uh, Primus finished him. Chandler, who 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 finished um, Alvarez. I can't connect. So Glorystone Santos is the best. Lightweight and featherweight on the planet. But then Santos lost to. I think Santos lost to a bunch of people. So man, we might need to have a battle royal over this. 
We should have. They should have had an MMA March Madness. This should have been a thing. It, it I would could have squared this. But hold on, no, because if 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 it goes back to if it goes back to Nate Diaz, then Nate Diaz beat Josh, uh, lost to Josh Thompson, who lost to Tony Ferguson. So clearly, lost Tony, Michael Johnson, who lost, who lost to Darren Elkins. So Darren Elkins is the best. Darren Elkins Darren is the goat. Hold on, Darren Elkins <laughs> lost to uh, Jeremy Stevens. That's not a real fight. Okay, I understand. I don't, I don't remember it, so it didn't happen. So Darren Elkins is the best fighter oh, of all time. <laughs> okay, you know what? Well, what about Elkins lost to uh, Oliveira? I mean. Over the midweight. That sounds he, like that sounds like an assumption, first and foremost. Uh, I'm assuming because he did it like twenty times. Okay. <laughs> this is his debut, he was different then. Wait, wasn't that Nick Lentz? Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking Google this. Uh talk amongst yourself, lads. Brent Freeman is not It's not coming up. <laughs> so next week. We got UFC on Fox 29, Poirier and Gaethje. Um, so I'm going to miss this card because I'm going to be at my fight. So I'm going to have to watch this somehow all Sunday morning. Elkins lost to Chad Mendes. Um, Chad Mendes, best fighter of all time. I like that. I like Mendes. But then McGregor beat Mendes, so we're <laughs> back to McGregor again. Then we're back to Joe Duffy. Then we're back mm. to James Vick. You want to talk about James Vick? James, uh, who wants to be Neil Darius? It never ends. Who lost to Andy Cusnall? Alexander, Alexander Hernandez. Hernandez. Who did Alexander Hernandez lose to? Because <laughs> I know he has a loss. I don't know, but you took the L to him, so you need to. <laughs> 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 but, so we we got Poirier versus Gaethje next week. Um, I'll I'll figure out somehow the recording schedule. Um. I, I'm this to be honest. Is this a Fox yeah, card? Taylor. It is a Fox card. Um, this might be one of those. I might just watch the main card and depend on everybody else to give me the prelims. Cause I'm, not, I'm literally gonna miss this entire card. Yeah. Jamal Emmers, um, by the way, the yeah. true goat. But, oh. uh, that card's next week. That, no, okay. I was gonna say we also have Bellets, uh, like Stokes said, we have the Chandler fight next week. Oh yeah! Speaking of AJ, uh, AJ McKee, goat, con- goat contenders. Yeah. We got Chandler and Gert next week. Who's the McKee fight? You got Baby Slice. Okay, McKee and Justin Lawrence. Yeah, Baby Slice and Devin Brock. Oh, Logan Storley's back. Looking forward to that. So that'll be going down next week. Um, Alaskan Fighting Championship is is, is uh, I think next week as well. Oh, they're on Fight Pass. I, I keep forgetting to go back and just. Oh, it's an experience. That's. I know. I, I wanted. <laughs> I need this in my life. <laughs> so that's going down. Point being, there'll be plenty of uh, content coming. So real quick before we get out of here, parting shots and shoutouts. Um, I didn't write any down, so I'm just gonna reiterate one from earlier. Oh Lord, I lost the page. Uh, Shogun fights Baltimore. April 14th, War of Arms Arena, downtown. Shogun fight, no, XV111. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the Baltimore area, go, go to go to shogunfights.com, get your tickets. I will be there supporting my homie Scott Noble, who will be fighting. It's going to be an awesome time. And uh, Shout-outs to, uh, once again, we mentioned earlier, uh, 
I'm going to give a shout-out to Bendo for getting his win over Roger Huerta. I was just happy to see Bendo win again. It, it made me smile. I was I was really happy. So, um, shout-out to Bendo for getting that guillotine. That Shogun fights uh, 18. Eight, no, it's XZ11. Right? I thought it was V. No, X. XZ11. No, v. X, XZ11. V or Z? Yeah, we, we need v. to know. V. v. No. Like okay, Victor. Okay. Well, it's 18. 18. We can't even tell what the... Oh my God! You know. Oh yeah, X, X is ten. How does that... X is ten? V is five. Shogun fights Megas XLR. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I got. And thank you guys, especially shout out to Stoves for waking up at that ungodly time in the morning. I mean, now it's ten o'clock. You should be wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But uh, that's that's all I get. I got two. <laughs> got two. So uh, not so much a shout out, but rest in peace to Papa McGregor. Uh, not Papa McGregor. Fuck. Um, Papa Edgar. There we go. Um, if for those who know, Frankie Edgar's uh, father passed away in the past week or past yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So rest in peace to him. Um, and also rest in peace to um, who is it? Isaiah uh, Takahara. Um, Ghibli, the co-founder, alongside uh, Takemi's uh, fucking uh, Miyamoto. Hello. Yep. Yeah, there. Yep. Um, director of Grave of the Fireflies, um, Princess Kaguya. Um, he passed away this past week. Terrible loss for uh, animation, film, in general. Um, that's all I got. <sighs> Um, I guess I should start off by making some apologies, I guess. Man, you gotta uh, stand behind your words. I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning. I wasn't oh, thinking right, you know. I don't know what the half I guess. Uh, I just, I just want to take this time, another time to apologize to the Dillashaw family for absolutely nothing because the double tap just left. Fuck the double tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm gonna have some gunshots in the post production. Shots <laughs> <laughs> <Not> fired. <laughs> I need and, the sound um, of that dolly effect hitting the window. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's it for me. Dillashaw family, you're on notice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Oh, do I have to do one too? <laughs> if, if you got anybody, oh, I, was, I was like, "Oh man, that was so touching." Bye, <laughs> um, I don't even know what to say. I feel like this week, this podcast, all of this sums up MMA so well that I don't have anything to, you know. I guess shout out to Titan FC for doing a nice thing. Uh, shout out to. Uh, um, Joel Romero for apparently knocking up Misha Tate, according to the anti-cool. Um, you should not have to look up this man's name, because you're going to slander me. Uh, <laughs> nah, you know what? This was fun. This was good fun. I think MMA is the best community at laughing at itself. Uh, it's also the most rational one, so I think this week was perfect. And uh, thanks for listening. I, I should say that, because this is like three hours. 
And the last hour, I don't yeah. think has anything of substance. It's been like cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like MMA cotton candy. You're not getting any cal. You're just getting calories. That's all you get. <laughs> it was Johnny Nunez. Dude, Johnny Nunez fought in the UFC. No, he twice. fought on tough. Oh, twice. Good for him. Seriously, good for him. Shout out to Johnny. Shout, Shout out, to, out Johnny. to Johnny Nunez. Watch out for you. <laughs> you never know. You never know when the SOG is gonna come and take your take your woman to a Bible verse. <laughs> uh, ooh, can I recommend something? <laughs> Please. Please? Sure. Oh, okay. Well, well, sure. Um, if you're into like, since we're talking about Bible verses and whatnot, if you're into like occult-related matters, follow me. Don't don't panic yet. Um, A and E did a tremendous documentary. <laughs> Hold on, follow me. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. A and E did a tremendous. Stop it. A and E did a tremendous documentary on the women of Jonestown, the people behind Jim Jones. I absolutely recommend it. I do warn you if you want to watch it, it's a little graphic. Obviously, any sub any subject where a bunch of people die is graphic, but they've got some footage and some audio that's a little rough. But it's really insightful. And if you want to know a little bit more about Jonestown, that was like great. That's like great matters. So uh, I, I'd recommend it. Absolutely. It's not really a cult either. It's Christian, you know, cult basically. What's you up? Said, like you said, for anybody who likes the uh, like the cult stuff, like follow me. And I thought you were about to go like Jim Jones on us. No, no, I can hear, I can hear somebody from California snickering. So I had to jump in there like, wait, listen to me. Um, uh, this is the most well-rounded podcast you guys are ever going to listen to. Oh, uh, if nothing else. That's... Shout out to First Match on Netflix, too. Amazing fucking movie. What movie? Uh, First Match on Netflix. Uh, anti I've heard of that. I've not. About it. Oh, right, really right, good um, movie. Crap. Uh, forgot his name on here. Justin J. Uh, First Match. It's a. Oh. Uh, it's I... a movie about a, a girl picking up wrestling in high school. Oh no, no, no I did. I've seen you. I thought. I thought he said something else. Uh, yeah, Shasta James for showing me that. I was about to say that doesn't that doesn't sound like something the anti cult would support. What? First snatch. Uh. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> maybe he's got a sub. He's got a sub. A sub account. I don't know about. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't even know how to close this out. <laughs> anti cult, do you want to plug anything to to to, to get you off the? Uh, to get you, uh... I, I, feel, I feel like I left off on like a, 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 on um, a strong point. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I don't know what well, I left off on. Um, I'm lost. Just the WrestleMania. There we are. Sure. That reminds me, I got to work soon. Perfect. No, oh, Lord. All right, let's let's get you out of here so you don't get a. Uh... No, I. I, I don't want I this to be the reason of your termination. Talking about. I don't know. <laughs> if, if this was the reason of your termination, I, I would. You know, I got. I wouldn't. I got till five that. until Johnny Nunez. Five five hours of Johnny Nunez talk, baby. Oh. <laughs> the weird thing is, he's actually a really good fighter. So I don't want to hear any any banter. <laughs> oh, all oh, I'm and, saying uh, is, pro wrestling is the real sport, and it's fake and scripted. Nice. So what <laughs> is this? Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll ask you afterwards about the Travis Brown thing. Yeah. Oh. Um. 
For anybody who cares, Alicia Fox um, and Travis Brown got into a uh, a verbal altercation last night after the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. I don't know what it's about, but one I can't remember which one, but one of the uh, the Bella Twins had to come over and try to calm her down. So, if that's any indication, Ronda Rousey's a WWE career. Um, it's it's going to be uh, Carney. It's going to be Carney. Well, it fits. One for the ages. MMA career, pro wrestling <laughs> career. It's a <laughs> you don't see oh, Earl Romero no. playing around with this. <laughs> Can I say one last thing? We're gonna say Stoke. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it? Try to that one listener and you. To, to that one listener in Egypt, write in to us because I want to know who you are and how you found out about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cairo, Egypt. You guys have been holding it down. Oh, over we're going to do the thing where you, you list off a bunch of places. We're going to. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but I know they were still. They were still. They've been consistently at cool. the top. Like, so somebody in Cairo, Egypt is hitting that play button. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. So. UFC Egypt. It's happening. <laughs> Stop I'm done. before it does. <laughs> they're, gonna have, they're gonna set the octagon right at the bottom of like the Giza pyramid. God, that'll be so that'll be so fire. That camera view would be awesome. You can't you can't SFL stop SFL needs it. Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> we can we we can't have people dying at the foot of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about? Shout out to oh my god! Who is the SFL dude? There was a controversy, uh, another one recently, where they like told some dude to like stop his weight cut because yeah. he wasn't gonna fight. Right? You know what I'm talking about? That was a guy from that was like that was a guy from Team Alpha Male. From Alpha Male, yeah. I gave him a shout out. Like, yeah, garbage. <sighs> Jesus Christ! But um, this has been an episode, a very long um. Hope you guys were entertained. I think you got a lot. Got, got a little good, got good content. Long and out of strong, this. just the way y'all like it. You know. There you go. We're gonna end it on that note. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is this has been an episode of the Dodo Talk podcast. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it, and hopefully we'll catch you guys soon. Peace.